This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome back. Or whoever was host back. I don't know how that goes, but we're back. <laughs> uh, One Nation Radio is back, and uh, we are here to give you the review for uh, Double Nothing and also Stardom's uh, Flashing Champions. And uh, it's been a minute, man. A lot of stuff going on. Rich, uh, Rich now yeah. lives. He's a, now a Georgia recipient or recipient uh, resident. Like Rich, r- real soon will have a camera in a peach uh, in his license plate, much like Young Jeezy. Real soon. Uh, so. Uh, let's tell the people about like what's going on with you and your story and like, you know, any other details you feel like divulging with the, with the listeners. Yeah, man. Um, so I now live in Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And, um, you know, it was, a uh, quite a, it was a quick process, but a long one at the same time, because like we had kind of been like looking at, you know, moving myself and my wife, um, for quite a while. And, um, you know, in Florida, you know, based on what you can get in Georgia, versus what you pay in florida for it it's like uh, it's a stark difference like you can get a lot more here uh in georgia and besides you know with the with the opportunities for music uh i thought it would be a nice you know fresh start and all that and james was kind enough to uh drive the u-haul for me up here and help me move so once again thanks to james um and you know we moved like all this stuff and all that and uh pulled up new house no one's ever lived here thought it was pretty cool uh ironically i live like six minutes away from the nightmare factory people are actually mentioning it in the comments um right now uh i, I took a look on the map it was pretty funny um but yeah uh it you know it's been cool so far i still work from home so i haven't really like explored a ton but i've gone gone out a little bit i went to uh the studio already and met up with jl probably like my third day here um, Jail, yeah, for those that like, know, is one of Rich's like uh, close friends growing up in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. Yeah, and Jail, um, he's a producer and he's an engineer. He engineers at some studio in downtown Atlanta. He was basically telling me everything is like within 10 minutes of there. He was like Outcast Studios, like 10 minutes away from there and anything that needs to happen. Like the first day there, I actually met like the biggest DJ at Magic City. <laughs> 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 I believe it was a guy named uh, DJ Outer Space. So, um, 
uh, that that was pretty cool. So uh, just you know, trying to make make more connections and uh, you know, just keep pushing and grinding with the music stuff. So, um, and I believe uh, Battle Slam is out here, uh, which is Baron Black's promotion that a little scrappy is appeared oh, in yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah, like okay. that. I think I'm going to drop by there. I think I am going to drop by the Nightmare Factory on some you know hey do y'all want to break some bread for some music you know type shit so like there's gonna be uh you know there, there's a lot of uh freelancing going on but um yeah man it's, it's just a new new chapter and the um thing thing i kind of thought about was i never really picked uh a, a place to live like you know when i was younger I just got moved around the country and then i just ended up staying or whatever but uh it was you know pretty cool to kind of pick where we wanted to be at least for a little bit and then um you know see how it goes yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, just just for the listeners. So I don't know how much y'all know this. I'm, I'm sure you've heard it in, in some of the songs in passing. But like Rich said, the whole thing about James Knight stuff to, to drive the U-Haul. I don't know if it's so much about not James Knight stuff to drive the U-Haul as much as it was. I said I was going to go help you, you know, get your shit up there. And, you know, you say you, you know, you're going to drive. But then, like, you picked me up from from my spot to get to, uh, you know, your spot to get the last stuff and then get out of here. And I had, I had forgot that Rich drives speed limit or even below the speed limit. And I was like, oh, I can't have this. For, I can't slow. have this for I can't have this for, you know, a, what was basically like a seven hour or six hour, seven hour trip turned into eight hours. I just no, I'm not doing it. So <laughs> I, I was like, nah, like I understand, you know. You know, luckily nothing happened, but if something happened, it would have been terrible. But, like, you know, like, I just, like, uh, nah, man, I'll drive. And plus, I like driving anyway. So, like, if there, if there was any any little thing, I would have been like, nah, I'll drive. Like, it, uh, so like, that's kind of how it is with everybody. Like, I'm, I'm always in the person driving. So, um, yeah, man, we end up uh, getting to, to Rich's spot. And, uh, like, Rich lives on a hill, but he's on the downside of the hill. With, uh, so, like, his yeah. driveway, you go down a, a steep hill. Um, and I was like, okay. Uh, so like, uh, it was so steep that we're like, you can't back the U-Haul in. Otherwise, like all this shit, once he opens up the thing, might just slide down. That's how steep this hill was. <laughs> all right. So, you know, we had to park it at the top and it's not a long driveway. It's just a steep driveway. So like, it's, you know, getting stuff out and, and everything. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> it was just funny. Like, you know, take one trip up the hill. Okay. You keep taking trips up the hill, and you're just like, "Boy, this is this is this is a thing. This like this is some good workout. This is a good workout." Um, and like at one point, I said to Rich, "Like, hey man, like you, you and this motherfucker, like Jerry Rice, you just running up and down a hill for training your whole life." Like, I don't know if y'all know this. Like Jerry Rice is uh Jerry Rice has like, like this big gigantic hill because he grew up around this gigantic hill he worked out on as a kid, uh, and also in, with his dad being a roofer, whereas like he had to basically train by running up a steep hill, running down a steep hill. And he used to have people train with him, other, other pro bowlers and stuff. And people that were, you know, Heisman, Heisman candidates and stuff, train with him. And them dudes would be over there puking. Cause Jerry Rice is every day running that hill. Like he was an exercise fitness freak too. Like there's a reason why Jerry, why Jerry Rice, like lit up the league after that strike storm season in 87. Cause he ain't have to get ready. He was always ready. So, uh, you, you like, know who else had uh who does the hill running stuff? Uh, Ladanian like, uh, Tomlinson, because he learned it from Jerry Rice. 
um, they did um, Lonzo Ball, who the Ball brothers, like I didn't know uh, that Lavar Le- Ball, like he's a you know he trains like basketball players too. He they got you know they call it Chino Hills for a reason, mm, so gotcha. they gotcha. they having them running them hills out there too. I knew I knew uh, Lonzo, I knew uh, Lamar was training a bunch of kids and obviously had his <laughs> that made it. Um, yeah, like the the funny story is like when Ladanian Thompson, uh, Reggie Bush trained with Ladanian Thompson, like. I want to say it was going into the Heisman year for Reggie Bush, right? Danny had Reggie out there fucking puking. <laughs> that that hill will kick your ass, man. And, you know, um, <laughs> that hill kicked our asses. Yeah, it, it's head. rough man like like and, and we're, we're talking like carrying boxes up and down his hill and like uh appliances and you know stuff in a dolly thank god we had like a that. dolly bro yeah I, we yeah. couldn't we couldn't nah man with my, with my yeah, neck and my been, back ain't no way uh what ain't no way so i i just went out there on sunday you know i was just went out there with some shorts and you know i, I was you know running up and down and then you know you go up and down about five times and then it's like all right man it's a workout like it's already on right then it's already on like you know um yeah it's it's uh it's pretty crazy but um yeah we're here now and um you know this is where you guys i'm still building up like the got a little bit larger space here uh, building up everything so i set up you know the recording equipment you can probably see it in the back over there got you know the on-air sign for you guys so let, let you guys know but um yeah man uh, we, we got our uh, washer and dryer installed today so that was cool I had to buy one of those um <laughs> felt yeah. like a real adult <laughs> yeah. you see yeah. the price tags on appliances that's when you're like yeah i'm here yep so yeah you get the warranty um, you get to send a warranty of course. Yeah, yeah, I got to fuck around and find out. It'll be real rough, real, real rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but besides that, uh, I know who it was real w- rough for. Man, Boston Celtics, bring y'all ass to the stage. I love nothing more than when the Boston Celtics lose. I love nothing. More. I, matter of fact, you guys thought I, I I went at it for the Kings, right? I don't like the Kings. Kings, there, there ain't no, no, you know, there's no real resentment, you know, for for the Kings, but it's just funny to laugh at the Kings. The Celtics have won one NBA championship in the last 37 years, and the one that they won is in 2008. It is the one black mark for me on this man's <laughs> resume that he allowed the 08 Celtics to win. <laughs> Besides that, this is a team uh, and a fan base and a franchise. Let's not even start at the beginning of the season uh, how they got rid of Ime Udoka with all the stuff. like and He had to go, by the way, uh, and all the stuff they, they decided to put uh, Neil Long through. These guys came out here, went to the finals last year, thought it was sweet, ran it back, and came out here and, uh, and, and pretty much choked. And lost to Ape Seed. Um, you know, I, I hate I hate to do it, James, but um I'm gonna act like Rick Patino for a second. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. Bill Russell's not walking through that door. Jojo White's not walking through that door. Sam Jones not walking through that door. Casey Jones not walking through that door. Bill Walton's not walking through that door. Reggie Lewis not walking through that door. Len Bias definitely never walked never through walked the through door. The door. Never walked in the door. 
Robert Parrish not walking through that door. Kevin Garnett not walking through that door. Kevin McHale not walking through that door. Paul Pierce not walking through that door. Ray Allen not walking through that door. Rajon Rondo not walking through that door. Kendrick Perkins not walking through that door. Antoine Walker not walking through that door. Antoine, <laughs> oh my God. Walter McCarty not I, walking through that door. I literally saw Walter McCarty just now. <laughs> Tommy Hansen not walking through the door to give any Tommy points. What else we got? Oh Jesus my Christ. God. Isaiah Anderson Thomas not walking through that door. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Thomas not walking through that door. Why? Because his hip. <laughs> That's why he's not walking through that door. Y'all let an eight seed beat y'all on y'all home court after almost coming back from a three nothing. I'd rather be swept, and the Lakers were swept. I'm not speaking from a position of strength here. However, I'd rather know what we are rather than y'all come out here and and, and get your hopes or come out here and, and get caught off guard because y'all ain't supposed to be down 0-3. Then you tie it up like you're supposed to. And then it's like, oh, you smooth sailing. Y'all about to make NBA history. No, you are not. You are not the 2004 Boston Red Sox. Stop this. It was not happening. Bill Simmons, how about it? You look like you saw a dead body last night. Oh, you did. The Celtics, the Tatum Brown era, put it in smoke. James, apparently he was right all year. You know, this man was, was scrambling and gambling all year, freaking out over anything. Apparently he was right, James. Okay, so yes, he was right in the long run, but it was like there's 30 NBA teams. Only one of them is going to win every single year. So, like, if you play the percentages, you're going to be right if you freak out and think your team's not going to win every fucking time, all, all the time anyway, right? Uh, For me personally, um, this is – I know last year – I don't know if anybody ever got the, uh, the impression that, like, I hate the Boston Celtics. I don't. I don't even have an NBA team. Uh. I, you know, but there are teams that I tend to favor and I'm fond of based off the history of Washington so often. So I, I am fond of Miami Heat. You know, we got Heat friends. And, you know, I like to give my friends the business when they lose. So, like, I give, you know, Heat fans the shit when they lose. I give Lakers fans shit when they lose. And, and, and like, and that seems to be most of my closest fan fans are, like, all either Lakers. It's I'm lying, like, either Heat or Lakers. It's funny. But um, just uh, a team that I've never been fond of outside of the KG era is the Celtics. Um, you know, Doc I know the Rivers history. Not walk through the, oh, oh, oh you know, Doc Rivers might be walking through the door. Nah, they can't. Nah, man. Nah. I bet, like I said, like I said, was it last or two weeks ago? I bet never see Doc Rivers on the sideline of an NBA game ever again unless he, uh, in a suit, no. He better be in casual gear like he just there to check the festivities. Or if he's in a suit, Taiwan. He, no, he can be in a suit. He better have a headset on because he's calling the game. That's it. Taiwan, James. With yeah. Dwight. So, uh, you know, like last year, I don't know if people thought like I didn't, you know, I said I didn't watch the finals at all last year. I didn't because like I honestly thought like the Celtics were going to win. It's not because I hate the Celtics. It's like, I, don't, I don't want stuff to go down like that. Like, it was it was like I hated watching him at the end of uh, 2019 when like Clay gets hurt, Durant gets hurt, and he's like playing five on one on offense, and it's like, bro, this is fucking frustrating. I hate like 
I, I hate watching people that are clearly the best player on a court and then like they can't win and then like we start looking at or either we excuse it or, or we'll come, come up whatever else. But like I'm just like, bro, this person's better than everybody. And you know how frustrating it is to like play a pickup game of basketball or play organized basketball. You're the best player on the team and like you look on the other side and like everybody else is capable, more capable than your teammates. It's fucking infuriating. So like just to see that in a professional setting to see like someone put in that kind of work to be achieve that level of greatness that we've seen from Steph all the time. I was like, he's going to go in there and they're going to lose. And I didn't want to see that at all. Thank you, Jordan Poole, for giving us whatever that was. And if you never have anything else, that's your contribution because I now want to see Steph Curry lose to them young ass niggas. So anyway, getting to, and I don't even like dislike Jason Tatum or um, Jalen Brown. I've always thought Jalen Brown was somebody that like isn't a max level player. And there's going to be a, you know, we'll, we'll see what the Celtics do come this summer because he's up for an extension, Rich, where he can make five years. The most money in league history. Yeah, five years, $295 million. Now, obviously, it's a percentage of the cap because the cap's going up, but it's like he's 26, 27, and he can't dribble left, and he can't, and he's not a, he's not a creator, like, I'll pull this up because I was I was for it when I saw when I saw, heard this uh, today. Zach Lowe, right, you gotta today. trade him. You, you gotta trade him. If if you get a good trade, sure. Otherwise, you just gotta hold. Him. But um, Zach Lowe had this stat: this year's playoffs, Jalen Brown, sixty-eight assists, sixty-six turnovers. Brother, Jalen Brown's career in the playoffs, two hundred. 41 assists, 232 turnovers. He's 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 not like when people when people will talk about like uh Kawhi, for example, say like he doesn't, you know, facilitate or whatever else. It's like yeah. maybe he can, and the thing is like he doesn't because like what comes with it is like wild turnovers. And like he's just like, I'm just gonna just, you know, I get the ball, it goes up, the end. And that's a part of like playing smart basketball. If you're going to turn the ball over wildly, then you need to get off the ball. And like that's been the thing with this Celtics team this whole time is like they have Jason Tatum who is a who can create, but he's at the same time he's also a guy that will jack up bad shots and have a bad diet of shots throughout the game or get, and will be streaky. And then like they and Marcus Smart is somebody that like you want him on the court as your point guard on defense on offense he's not good enough. And then you have Jalen Brown who you always you always felt like. If he's pushing early in transition in the open court, yes, he can make stuff happen. In the half court against defenses, he doesn't he doesn't threaten you in that way. And like you look at this team, is like Horford's one of the oldest guys in the league. They didn't play Grant yeah. Williams, even though Grant Williams contributed greatly to them making the finals last year. I don't know if he's in a doghouse. I know that Missoula likes to like if things go down down. MA last year. Last season was like, I'm not going down or going down, putting my best defense on the floor. So that's why I, was, I always had Grant Williams on there. This year, Missoula was like, if we're going down, I'm, we're putting shooters on the floor. Which, there, there's, there is validity to either one, but it's, it's, it's case-by-case scenario. But like Grant Williams basically played himself all out of the series and was seemed like he was in the doghouse throughout the playoffs. It, it was weird, like, you know, seeing like, all right, what are we doing? Marcus Smart getting the last shot in game six with their season on the line. And, and like, that's another thing with them is like, there, were, there was times games, in game the, seven. 
there were times in Game 7 where it looked like they were counting on Derek White with Brown and Tatum on the floor. Derek White was their best player last night. He, Horrible. Derek White was Derek White was out here putting his shots to get the game when it was like, you know, 15 points, getting it to seven. They kept getting to seven and kept and never like got it closer than seven or maybe even got it to six. That's, they never got it to five. They, they never closed in that way. And um, it was just frustrating. Like Obviously, Tatum, he had the bad ankle, first play of the game, whatever else. But it's like, that's the shit you get for fucking around with a team that you're more talented than. You can't fuck around and blow two, two home games. Rich. They they lost three home games in this series. That is unforgivable. Rich. I they think. They missed all those threes. Yes, yes, yes. We'll get to that. Rich, I think. No, let's get to it now. They started like 0 for 10, 0 for 11 from three. <laughs> I think they finished like 9 for 40, 40 something. They finished 9 for something. They shot like 20 something, 21% from three the whole game. And whatever is like, you know, this year they shot a bunch of threes or a lot more threes and they were going in. But like, you know, when you have Jason Tatum and he has a, and he likes to take bad shots at times, you have Jalen Brown and you you can't trust him to not turn the ball over at times or dribble left without losing the ball out of his hand un, un, as an unforced error. error. Um, stuff like this happens. And then you end up with like game six where like, all right, season's on the line. Who gets the ball and has to put the shot? Marcus Smart. Fucking why? Why Why when this, when this team plays in these playoff games or close games, the ball seems to find Marcus Smart? Like, he has a fucking magnet in his hands. <laughs> like, why? Like, even, even last season, right, when they won game one against the Nets, right? Marcus Smart has the ball. He wants to put Jack up that shot, but he's like, no, I, no, 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 no. And then he rolls to the basket, and luckily Jason Tatum runs through, through the middle, and he dumps it off to him, and he lays it in. But it's like, the ball should not be in that dude's hands. Like I was listening to uh, J.R. Smith talk about Iverson and Carmelo, and talked about when like Iverson used to be so fucking annoyed when someone other than Melo or or or, or, or himself had the ball in in Denver. He was like, "Bruh, like you are not supposed to have the ball. Like it, it, shoot, yeah, shoot, but like you are not here for having the ball, handling all that kind of stuff. It is for me or Melo, nobody else." <laughs> And like Marcus Smart is somebody. I saw that too. Yeah, Marcus Smart is someone where it's like we've seen so many up and down uh, performance with him. Obviously, I'm not even gonna get into like the defense with the, with the flopping stuff or the, how good of a def- defender he still is at this point. But we've seen that dude m- make these plays where you're like, no, 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 or no, 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 yes. And th- on the margins, that's not good enough. It's not. So you need to get the ball out, out of his hands into someone else. And I don't know. Tatum was hurt. Uh, in Game Seven, I'm, I'm I can shot up. Is like, look, he had a bad final last him. year. I wanted to see him redeem himself at some point. He had a bad um Game Seven. He'll get back. It is what it is. Jalen Brown shooting like eight for twenty three, eight turnovers. Look, if you ain't got the shot going, you got to do something else. You got to get on the boards, right? You gotta you gotta make a play, right? You gotta play some defense. You gotta do something. You right. can't just be staying in that shit up and then be like, oh, oh well, just just gonna run back and forth like it's soccer, right? And you know, like I think situationally they, they they're just a dumb basketball team. Or, or <laughs> and Rich, I've been saying this, all, you know, for how long now? A month now? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it shouldn't take. Like they shouldn't get up too old on the Hawks and then it turn into a six game series. Get in the fuck out of here. You're better than them. You're be- like. Embiid out game one, 
You lose because Harden gets 50. And you fuck up every defensive assignment possible. Game four, uh, MB explodes and Harden hits a three Look. in the corner. And, you you know, they're down 3-2. But that just shows you, like, what, what you know, Doc Rivers made of that they blew, they blew a 3-2 lead to them niggas. Right? What, look, what if they were not playing the Sixers in round two? They would have got bounced. They would have got bounced. Look, two consecutive seasons with celebrations on that court. Loved it. Uh, loved seeing the season end with all the traditional Celtics in the game. You know, uh, love seeing uh, what's his name, Cornette, Peyton Pritchard, yeah. Paxton, something like all you know, all, all the all the Celtics from the good old days, from the eighties. You know, um, good old days. You know, you know, traditional Celtics. You know, traditional Celtics. You know, you know they won all them titles when there was eight teams in the league. You know, uh, so. You know? I just um, you Dave you, Cowan's not walking through that door. <laughs> did you say John Havlicek? I don't think you said him. I don't think I did. John Havlicek definitely not walking through that door. Yeah, uh, Dennis Johnson walked through that door. Now we just go. Now we just run, return it. But anyway, yeah, man. I just um, I'm I'm really concerned about like what this team can do in the future. Like you know, going back to when they drafted Tatum, it was like. They're clearly playing this game where, like, they're waiting for LeBron to ex- uh, run to expire. And, like, it looked like, I'm joking saying, like, it looks like 24, 25 will be, like, around their time. Well, it's 23. And, like, they made the finals last year. And I don't feel exactly, uh, I think this team could run it back. I think this team could make the finals next year. Do I think, do I think I would take them over the Nuggets this year or, ne- or next year? No. Like, they're just nope. so inconsistent, and, like, a lot of that comes down to, like, they don't have a play, they don't have a point guard. They need a point guard. Like, they, they I understand you can still wait this out and wait till Tatum gets to 27 and Brown's 28, and they're actually at the peak of their powers as, as players, but it's like, you're so close right fucking now. So and, you gotta make a move. There, there and, gotta be some assets you got stored up somewhere, something. Like, like you gotta get Marcus Smart out of there. Like, you, and... and, and and it's like, yeah, maybe 27, or maybe when they're 27, 28, like, you're, what, Horford, Horford's not going to be able to last that long. Horford might retire right now. Where's, like, there was time that Horford might have retired if they had won the finals. So it's like, all right. We ain't got to worry about that. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but on the other side, it's like, you know, we're talking about, you, you mentioned like the situational basketball and like, you know, you get discouraged, you're not dropping shot, making shots, you got to fill in the other ends. Like, Look, man, if they had lost, if the Miami Heat had lost uh, this game or whatever else, if the Heat, uh, Heat had managed to come back or whatever else, you can look. I can tell you right now, I ain't got to look at the box score. I can tell you right now why they lost this game. Bam Adebayo couldn't make a basket except for at the free throw line whenever he got fouled. He was, he couldn't make a basket. He couldn't. But at the same time, he was out there sending hard ass screens, making, making open shots for Max Strews and Caleb Martin. And even gave this at the times. And we should probably start, start talking about the Miami Heat because they oh, are yeah. pulling niggas. They are pulling niggas off the bench. They are pulling niggas off through immigration. They are riding around the city. Who who wants to suit up with the Miami Heat tonight? And that's literally they, they, what's happening. They, they pulling out niggas I've never seen, James. So they they just go into Miami Gardens and Opalaka and Hialeah and just in over town and be like, "Hey, Liberty City, hey, hey man, suit up, suit up." I, I will say this, you know, you, you, there's something so familiar about seeing uh, 
black black and red jerseys with my with, with, with my Miami on the front, stomping out the hopes and dreams of the Boston Garden. It's so familiar. Like I I almost I almost like took a did like got like a nightline picture of TD Garden and like put in like a picture of LeBron smiling in one of the corners. I almost did that, but That's I funny. like but there's definitely some too like. Miami saying we are not losing to Boston. Like we they, we lost to them in two thousand nine, either nine or ten, and we will never lose them ever again. And they have not. <laughs> it doesn't. It that has been traditional. Pat Riley has said we are never losing these niggas again after they uh squat. Well, uh, they that lost game last seven. year. It, huh? They lost to them last year. That's right. But it was but it was yeah. off that that miss from uh Butler at Game Seven. Yeah, the Celtics ain't exactly want to win last year. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, um, but it's but just, yeah, uh, um, yeah, man. It's uh, Miami's very we, impressive, we, and I remember, um, Chad Matthews, the doc, when we uh, when he was kind of like you know, trying to figure out what team he should you know, because he was tired of Miami or sorry Orlando because they were fucking off. He was like, I'm interested in getting another team, and I remember at the time we were like, he was like, who should we pick? And I, my first pick was like Miami because they're always gonna try hard. They're always going to try mm-hmm. hard. It doesn't matter who's on the roster, who's not. Like they're always, they're never going to tank. They're never going to try to do the, the, you know, the process or tank out to get Wimbanyama. They're going to develop their players. They're going to draft smartly, sign players smartly, develop them, and then have them fit a role on their team. And then, like next thing you know, this like they have eight guys that are all you know of quality, but like none of them necessarily stick out except for Butler of late. And that's what they've been for like the last five years, six years. Bro, I don't know what's happening here, man. Like this is like this is uh, eight seed. They took down the Bucks with Giannis. You know, yes. he, was, he was a little hobbled or whatever, but they took him down in five. Um, Rich, they took and, out the one seed, the five seed, and the two seed to get here. This is like the most like impressive like run. Like, and, it, and it did like it all without Tyler them. Hero. Yeah, th- like. It, it, I and I still think they're going to get swept by by Same. the fucking Nuggets. Same, like, um, what whatever you know, whatever Bam Adebayo got to do to guard Jokic, man. I saw a tweet today. It was like, man, what Jokic is about to do to Bam is going to set back race relations like a hundred years. <laughs> it's going to be look, nasty. I, He's just too small. Look, He's just too small. I'm telling people now, get ready. Because the Joker, it, it like this shit is going to get ugly. Like in Jamal Murray, like. You know he's he's probably got a, got some people that can probably get in his face a little bit here, but that look that brother in the Western Conference Finals was averaging thirty two a game, so I don't think he's about to slow down. So um, good yeah. luck Miami, but you know Dallas too ain't no joke. Yeah, and my either in either way, it's still in the, it's still a huge achievement. Like Rich, they've made what like four, three of the last four Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Super impressive. Like this team, this is not a team you look at that roster up and down or one through one through nine and be like, yeah, that's a team that can win a especially in this Easter conference where we have three really good teams. That's not a team that's supposed to win this conference. And they did it. And like I don't feel like it's some fluke. Like they they obviously, you know, the Giannis thing happened in game one and then throughout the series, but it's like they they didn't beat one team that was really good. They beat two fucking good teams. Breaking news, King of the North. Baron Corbin is apparently the next challenger for Carmelo Hayes for the NXT championship. For who 
for what? Can't say. I, I don't watch that promotion. I, I, so. don't know, I don't know why you bring NXT scene that like people want to never want him out of NXT when he left. It, like it, this isn't like you know Finn Balor coming back or Nakamura or, or Joe or whatever else. Where it's like this person has this rep and was like there, and the fans remember him as like when he was there. They didn't. They wanted him out of there, and now he's back, and they're probably getting. He's gonna have go away heat there too. Whatever, man. Cash a check. At least he's still employed from his perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, really, really impressed from the heat as an organization to like still just be pound away, like, and still just find gems. Grinders. Still, you know, still like actually, you know, the heat culture shit we all clowned on, especially in 2020 when the heat smoked or when the Lakers smoked them. But it's like, that shit is actually real. Like draft dudes, and from the top down, from the owner to the to Riley to everybody in the back to Spolstra, it's a hey, you come to Miami. We're going to practice hard. We're going to work out hard. You will be in the best shape of your career. There's nobody out of fucking shape in Miami, and we're going to play hard. And it happens all the time. Like it happens all the time. And you know, I think more than ever. More than ever, like the difference between regular season basketball and playoff basketball is 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 showing it there, and it's like that team was trying like hell to get that sixty to get out to play in. They got into play in, was stuck, fucking lost, fucking lost, ended up being eight seed, and then next thing you know, two months later, they're in the finals again. What if Demar Derozan's daughter was able to come to the game? <laughs> you remember what I said uh, when um you know when they had that. That, that that you know that last game to see who was gonna be the AC. And I remember I was in the group. I was like, "Hey man, all you Heat fans in here, I'm pulling for y'all because I'm I am not trying to see Demar Derozan in the playoffs. I'm, I want to see Jimmy." And it happened, and here we are, another final strip. So uh, congratulations to them. And like you know, I, obviously moral victories, Miley coaches, all that joke, all that shit with with uh, Jay Z. But like. I feel like it's a big accomplishment for them to make it this far because they knocked out Giannis and they knocked out Tatum and Brown to do it. And like, I don't and give them a chance. I don't give them much of a chance in, the, in the, the finals. But to win next, this East, when the me. East is the, is, is the at the top was the was the better conference this year. I just find it impressive because like last or all season, like the shooting wasn't there. The year before, all the shooting was, and then like the playoffs came around, and like all of a sudden, like these guys are shooting like it was last season. Just, just literally pull, pulling dudes out from the YMCA. Caleb Martin, saying, hey. bro, Hayward, Highsmith. <laughs> when they went so small, they were playing. They didn't play Zeller. They didn't play Kevin. Bro, Long, when I saw played... some nigga run up and down the court named Highsmith, <laughs> yes. I was like, who? I was like, right. is this guy even in two K? Right. Like, what? Like, what? What's going on here? Bro? And my only explanation, my only explanation was, I guess that's Alonzo Highsmith's son. That used, you know, Alonzo Highsmith used to play at University of Miami. That's only. That's the only uh, Highsmith I've ever heard of. So that's the only. That's what's, that's all I got call for me you. Casual, whatever. Look, casual, all you want to. If you're in a rotation on the NBA team in the playoffs, like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but yeah, man, um, I think Jokic, Jokic is on the door of something special, man. So let's let's just say he just does what he's been doing this playoffs, right? Wins wins Finals MVP. What ballpark range do you have him historically? I already in my mind, I already have an idea. I mean, 
three or two MVPs really should be probably three. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he'll ever get a chance to win another one. Mm-hmm. He'll have the West MVP. He'll have the Finals MVP. He'll have the title. Um, yeah, I, I think he gets into the 30 easily, I want to say. And, you know, he's going to... I don't know if I'm necessarily interested where he's at right now, but I got a feeling where I think he could end up and okay. it could be, and it could be some real type of soul searching for, for people like when, you know, everybody's had their center list locked in kind of for decades at this point. And, you know, let's just say some furniture might be moving like up there. You know, if this guy over the next three years, three to five years does what, we think he can do now that his team's not just falling down in injury around him. Um, he's not athletic, so he doesn't have to worry about that kind of decline. There, and he's twenty eight. This is it. Like he's he in his prime right now. It, yeah, he he has a chance to make it his league for the next like three years at least. And um, say say he you know puts a couple together. I ain't even talking about if he puts a couple together. I'm talking about if he just gets Look, over this hump. If, if he get, gets if he gets over this one, like you gotta like you gotta start moving moving folks around like top twenty. You got you gotta start start moving them around. This this is what I'll say because there were signs it was gonna happen around 2019. The bubbles when they were, for me when I was like, oh, this is real. Like when he when he was breaking uh, Montrez Harrell so bad that they were like, hey man, we gotta put. We got to put Kawhi on it, and that was even fucking with the defense because he was just torturing him with passes. I was like, "This is this this is special." And then you know, even you know, they lost in five to uh, the Lakers. He was great in that series. They just lost. Um, and then you know, you had the injuries you mentioned. Like this man is in the middle of a four year run where like he was awesome in the bubble, awesome. Like I feel like I think it's some like twenty seven. 27, 10, and 7 over his last over his career in the playoffs. That's 49 games. That ain't no fucking fluke. 27 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. That dude's an all-time performer. I know people you say, oh, you got bounced by the Warriors in round one. His fucking team was was had no shit, was just all injured. What the fuck. Um And it's the Warriors. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but like, you know, like finishing winning two MVPs and a finishing second this year. Like you look at it as a four-year campaign, like that is this is all that's left. That is top like, twenty he, he level gotta... shit. Um, now I'm, I don't think I'll put him in the top twenty right now, but you know he wins this in Finals MVP and he continues his run he's had where he's out oh, where he's averaging you know a thirty point thirteen rebound ten assist triple double in the playoffs. <laughs> if, he, if he just continues runs finishes that out gets his Finals MVP. There's no way he's not a top 25 all-time player right now. Like, if we if we are to uh, evaluate NBA players by what their peak is, these you count these last four seasons or these last four postseasons, his peak is on some like Mount or Pantheon shit. There's ain't like 15 guys that have been um as good as he's been over the last four years or last four postseasons. Then, and then you throw into the part of after that. Like, you know, I don't think it's out of, out of, out of, out of the, you know, I don't think it's crazy to think that this dude can be like, hey, this is a top 
Him and him and Giannis both. Like they both crack into like the top 16 ever. I don't think that's crazy. Top 15 ever. I don't think that's crazy at all. Like all they gotta all they gotta do is stay healthy, keep doing them, keep racking up, you know, top three MVP finishes, get another title here or there. They're there. So, yeah, um, I know people don't want to talk, you know, are still on the Durant, Steph, LeBron thing. Hey, man, like, I, I get it. I love them. I love them, too. But, like, we are now in a new era. And, and you know, if Embiid ever figures it out, then it will be three of them. But those two, Giannis and Jokic in particular, those are the guys. And I understand they're, you know, small markets. One's in, uh, or both of them are in central time zones. And they're both uh, foreigners. Whatever, man. They're awesome. Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to it. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, man. Uh, we, we got lots of view- viewers in here, and I'm sure, um, you know, some of them like basketball, but I know all of them like wrestling. So yep. um, let's get to it, man. AW Double or Nothing 2023, Double or Nothing 5. Um, wow. Yeah. How, how, like, how crazy is that to think about? Like, I was, I was thinking about the other day. I was like, damn, I remember watching that shit uh, in Jeremy Josh's old apartment. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, this show, however, was not like that first one. Not um, even close. This was, uh, this this show oddly felt similar to last year for me, huh. where it was like, except without the glut of millions of matches like last year. Um, okay. It just felt like a very low energy building and they just didn't i think it was an off night uh for for a lot of these guys and you know looking up and down this card like there's a lot i think you can look at if you look one layer deeper i'm gonna ask a question about some you know that could be going on you know i I don't know but like you, you look at these finishes um I, oddly, it reminded me of Revolution 2021, where they had all those gimmick matches, um, and it was just like, why is it so many gimmick matches? There's not enough one-on-one wrestling. And I remember mentioning that at that time before the show. I was like, yeah. if this show stinks, this is going to be what happened. Yeah. And that show was not good. I remember um, that. I think I remember that because you. I remember you brought it up in comparison to like that Budokan Hall Stardom show. We were like mm-hmm. one, like regardless of whatever happens, like Stardom is definitely going to have the better singles matches. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Um, and yeah. it's not just the fact that we're like the singles matches; also like the 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 glut of run-ins and and wonky finishes, and like no one getting you know hit with a fucking move and put away. Um, it was a lot of that. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. like I, I didn't think this was the worst AW pay per view ever. Um, I think you know people should really re-examine All Out 2020 with a fine comb. I was there in person. I can tell you that was it. Um, mm-hmm. but this one was not in the the upper uh half or anything. I I know what a great AW fi- pay per view feels like after like the show's over. I feel mm-hmm. like I w- kind of want to run through a wall sometimes. I just wanted to go to sleep. I I didn't even yeah. finish listening to all the post show stuff. I was like, man, I'm tired. And um, you know, through no fault of the last two matches, don't they came to ball. They, they they balled out, but everything before them, aside from the battle royal, it was just like 
all right, man, what's going on here? Like, and I, I, I might give it. an exception to the to the Wardlow Christian Cage match, but I will say, like, the amount of because of so many people thrown into matches, like the Battle Royal having so many things that, like, you know, stuff that I would even this might be a personal thing, but stuff that like I I was interested in uh, or, or curious about, like Keithley and Swerve. Ricky Starks in 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 um, Jay White like that stuff just all being thrown um, into the into the uh, battle royal like that that kind of lessened my enthusiasm. It was like well it feels like there's more meat on the bone as far as like we can get out of a match with that stuff than some of the stuff that was on the card and um, you know it was it was it was weird it just felt like you know some of the matches will happen the runners will happen and I, like I was just looking at my phone and just kind of like checked out on some of the stuff especially like between the battle royal and until the last two matches i was really checked out on this show in a way that like i've never been with a aw pay-per-view i i, I can't really put my finger on why that was maybe it's because like uh, maybe it's because i haven't i've missed so many of the shows but like i still followed along and knew what was all happening but like it just ultimately the, the bells were the bells were ringing and it was kind of like this doesn't feel like the prior iterations of double or nothing Right. And, um, you know, if I were to I'm going to list all these things and, you know, my theory is, you know, it feels like people don't want to lose matches clean. And that's what a lot of these gimmicks are designed to do is to give people outs, excuses. If it's not a one on one match, they got to end it some some other kind of foolish way. So one first match, we got a battle roll. No one gets pinned in any of those. You go over the top right. rope, whatever. All those guys, and, and I think if you break up a lot of those guys that are in the battle royal and actually give those guys matches uh, and swap out uh, some of the other stuff, I think everybody that would have had the great matches were all in that one battle royal, which is why that battle royal, you know, went so well. Yeah, Jericho, he's TKO'd, not pinned. Um, yeah. Jarrett, the he takes a pin. He's fifty-five years old. This is only his second pin, and it's after special referees shenanigans gone afoot. You know, a ladder match next. Christian. Like, well, the Christian thing, he got get... he got hit by the ref and then took the finish. Yeah. <clears throat> so the ladder match. Christian didn't get pinned in a ladder match, right. and also he's forty nine years old right. or whatever. Jamie Hader does a fake job with with an injury match. It's essentially the John Moxley CM Punk thing. Right. Where <clears throat> where more like people... you clearly can't have a fake fake or you you clearly can't have a real match, but they do. Whatever. But they go three minutes, and she bumps into the still steps over and over and over. Like, and and then at the end, after going to the still steps over and over and over, like gets maced in the face with uh with with with, with green uh, spray paint, and also like everybody was was talking about how she was injured going into it, like legitimately, and like how are they going to do it? So like everyone's already has has the things of like, oh, this is a fake job, yeah, yep. And um, and, Jade- and the job and the belt gets transferred to another person in that same group in that same clique. Interesting how that works. We'll see how long that goes. So um, Jade beats Taya clean, which admittedly I think kind of got the show, got a positive reaction on the show, and I think a lot of people like that match. And, um, you know, I like the entrances, and that seemed to wake the crowd up, and they reacted to it because it was a one-on-one match. And then, you know, J- Jade kind of runs her, her deal where she challenges someone immediately, and she's been doing this, you know, for like a month or two. Um, but it essentially turns into WrestleMania nine is Chris Statlander returns and then beats Jade. And then, well, what can you say? 
Uh, great moment for her, but you know, she just faced a woman that just had a match. So you could nah, say that. never mind that. Even... Just drop the confetti. Yeah. Just drop the confetti. Um, like, so like, is that really a strong victory? I would argue not really. Well, um, when you drop the, the confetti, treat... then the answer should be yes. But like, apparently not. Like, drop the confetti, never mind that shit. Trios match. Uh, they 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 make this a trios match, and they put Billy Gunn, who's an agent in the promotion, in at fifty nine years old to lose the match because no one else can be pinned. And should Billy Gunn be taking the pin? Yes, but you wonder why he has to take the pin. Why can no one else do a job here? No, no, uh, and he, I, I keep mentioning the ages because all these old guys losing are just the pin eaters right. for all this stuff, right, or right. like it's like some way that they lost but didn't really get beat still. Yeah. Yeah, and and they get heat in the you know House of Black gets the heat on on uh, Bones forever, forever. That match was so slow, and it was like this is a house show match. Do they know like where where we're at right now? Like it wasn't it wasn't um, nearly dynamic enough. Like I don't even remember like I don't even remember Caster being in. He clearly had to have been at some point. I just don't even remember it though. Uh, four pillars match. I got nothing really to complain about there, uh, but still, you know, they did a, they did like a, a kind of dirty finish or whatever there. Well, it's still. MJF. So whatever. Probably. Yeah. But it's MJF main event. Uh, I don't really have any complaints about that. That's like a charted out finish for a angle. That's like clearly planned in advance and headed elsewhere. Right. Like that's what they do when the Hills win one of these multi-man big matches like this. That's what they do in AEW. So it's building towards so like, guts or whatever. If I were to tell you all that, I feel like it's fair to assume that either people do not want to lose matches clean in this promotion. Tony Khan does not want to make it a uh, point of his to to insist people do these jobs clean. And it's just like rocking the boat, you know, or doesn't want to rock the boat, wants to keep everyone happy, wants to keep everyone uh, pushed all at a relative level. But we know what that is like. It, it, it like you gotta you gotta put people up you gotta put people down and and bring them back around you know at the time it, 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 you know at the time that that it comes this entire booking like with that if you add all that stuff like and then add in those gimmick matches that are all happening all on the same show like the unsanctioned match like like going on my second concern, going, going on, on second sec- going on second my concern with that I was like man isn't this gonna kind of like you know, like there's already anarchy. Yeah, there's already anarchy in the arena. Why do we need like the ladder match? Why do we need the unsanctioned match? We already have a four way. Like, why couldn't they have just done like the the four pillars as a ladder match? You know, you could have done that, and then Warlow and Christian like as just a one on one match. Oh, because someone might have to pin Christian. Like, <laughs> like I don't know, man. Like, there's just like. I, I don't know why you would book a, a pay-per-view you know what? I never with thought this about many gimmick matches and then, like, all these people. Like, this is not, like, it, it didn't used to be like this. Right. Like, it, it was not like this. Rich, and I and I never thought about it before, but, like, I would say, like, nah, Christian ain't, you know, I don't think Christian's about, you know, wouldn't, you know, put his shoulders on the mat. It was like, oh, he put over Jungle Boy in a fucking casket match. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Look, I'm not saying someone doesn't want to ju- do jobs or anything, right? But what well, I am people saying in particular, is, but it's like, look, maybe like, not but, any, but what I'm saying. I don't want to like point out anybody in particular, are, but right. there is definitely something going on to where it's like, why is this whole entire car people not getting fucking pinned cleanly? Right. 
Like, and then the only people that the the people that are designated to lose, like they're old as hell, and they're still giving them fluky outs or whatever. So, like a lot of that stuff, like I, I thought about it immediately after the show was over. I wrote that whole thing up, and I was like, something's not right. Something's broken. He needs to institute the giant Baba clean finish policy because I think if you keep going forward with it with this like this, that's the stuff that people didn't like about WWE. Like that's the stuff where it's like, yeah, man. You just start looking to the back. Who's running in? Like, and right. then it's and it's just like, you know, when this when this company first started, it was just like all this hard wrestling, all these people competing, and then, you know, people winning, people losing, or whatever. But it's a whole bunch of like stuff where this person can't lose, this person doesn't want to lose. There's there's heat here, like, and then there's just too many like. Uh, ways that he has to book to try to get out of something rather than making it more uh appealing for the fans and you know i I imagine it's a tough job for tk because think about the dynamics that are at play um i think you know it is tough to to balance like people that come from other companies people that have been in your company the whole time deciding who's going to lose to who out out of you know those mixing them up either having them only wrestle each other different stuff like that but it's like yo man like this is what you signed up for let's see it right and, like, and also part where, another part of it is like maybe if this was a thing where like they're running eight pay-per-views a year they're running fucking five at most and one of them is an all-star show uh, mixed up with another promotion like get that shit off the card if you can't if I need to know right now today uh, I, I want to do this with you and them and uh, we're going to get to this particular show and we need you to lose. You don't want to, oh, you want to change the finish? Okay, we'll move on. Sorry. Like, enough of this shit. Like, it's one thing when it's like a couple or even half the show. The whole show's filled with that shit. And it's, uns- it's unsatisfying. And all this, and none of this stuff, like, I feel like most of the stuff isn't going to lead to a later match later down the line with some of these people. Like, do you think Jared and Jeff and, and uh, Mark Briscoe or in uh, FTR are going to have something going done. forward? I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's done. Right. Um, the Jamie and the Jamie and, and Tony stuff could be like, if she's going to wrestle for three fucking minutes in uh with an injury like that, it don't mean, I, I assume she's not, you know, that, this, this, that far out of where she can't come back. Right, I, I like that could very well her. be put it back on Tony so that Jamie can win it in Wembley. I could see that. Yeah, right? that's that's, um, that's my prediction. Right, like and you know, blood like uh, Anarchy and Arena. That's clearly leading to blood and guts. It just it just that just makes sense, right? And then like who else or who else is going to also come in and help or whatever else? Even Oz, um, like but Cole and Jericho, they're doing a mixed tag on Wednesday. That I don't think. Right. <laughs> Um, that's, that's that's not the demo we're, we're not the demographic hey, for this godspeed chris because that like jericho's out here saying jump on my back boys like with with, with, with with soraya and cole jump on my back I, and i'll carry you because look like, right like i have no concerns about Britt baker in the tag team situation none she's she, she's proved it she's been through the fire in tags <laughs> We'll get, we'll figure out the singles eventually, but the tags, I ain't got no concern in the world for, uh, and none at all for for Britain tags. She'll be fine. Soraya, this was this her second match, third match. 
she's had like like less than five. Okay, yeah, they 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 keep her out the ring, and I don't think it's because of they 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 trying to keep that uh as a special attraction. I think she's I think she's cooked, and they're they're trying to just make the best use of it as they can, and that's why they put it into Ruby and they put it into uh, Tony and made them uh get wins. Like they're basically like all the stuff we were gonna try to do with you, nah, you you can't handle it, you can't cut it in the ring, so we are gonna put it on them. Uh, so th- at least that's a positive uh <laughs> in women's division, but. Um, yeah, man, up and down the card, as you mentioned, just a lot of strange stuff. Like I, I get that the house of black house rules thing or whatever else. And you get, um, you get the acclaimed out there or whatever else, but like you got to claim out there one, they lose and two, you, they kick, they got their asses kicked the whole match. Like they got maybe 20% of the match. Maybe. And the whole thing was setting up the hot tag for Billy Gunn. It's like, what are we doing? Like, and, what he, are the and what's stars? he do? No sell some shit. Hits, hits his finish a couple times, and then immediately runs into uh, um, I almost call Alistair Malachi's finish. He gets pinned. Like it was like a, it was like a Royal Rumble run in, <laughs> or like elimination chamber. Like, oh, that person's about to get eliminated because they're going nuts right now. They finna get pinned and and sent out out to the uh, structure. Yeah, this was not like like I said. Love the last two matches. And like like the battle royal a lot, but man, this was like it just seemed like all right, you tied up a lot of people in three matches, and then the rest of the car was like, where is that right now? Um, yep. so we should go through it. Uh, AW International, uh, twenty one man uh, blackjack battle royal. Orange yep. Cassidy de- defeats yeah. in in alphabetical order. <laughs> Ari Davari. Bandito, Big Bill, Brian Cage, Chuck Taylor, Dustin Rhodes, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Keith Lee, Kip Sabian, Commander, Lee Moriarty, Penta El Zero Miedo, Ray Phoenix, Ricky Starks, Swerve Strickland, The Blade, The Butcher, Tony Nese, and Trent Beretta. A lot of good wrestlers in that match. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought, you know, I thought it was fine. I also thought it was weird they didn't do the normal format of, like, they put in, like, you know, four people at a time or five people at a time and then have a uh, whoever the... Uh, well, well, the, well, yeah, this one, I guess, is a little different because that's the Casino Battle Royale. Oh, my bad. That's, that's, so that's just a me thing. So I, I, I thought that Casino Battle Royale and Blackjack kept it all the same thing. I'm wrong. Sorry, my bad. But, um, yeah, so I thought it was fine. Had some fun spots. You know, probably like four minutes to the show, uh, Bandino puts uh, Tony Nese up and does, you know, his delay suplex while, uh, you know, very much like the plot of half the superhero movies is like, while one person has focused energy or, or effort into one thing, other people got to fend off people from all, all comers from all sides. Uh, you had Penta and Commander and uh, Phoenix uh, fight off everybody. Uh, and keep them at bay am- along the ropes while Benito holds up Tony Nese. And then Jim Ross says some shit along the lines of, yeah, uh, all, all Mexicans are related. All Mexican wrestlers are related. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Explain this, Jim. First off, anytime I hear him on commentary on AEW pay-per-view or event, I'm just like, why is he on commentary? Right? Because Taz, be- Taz is flat out better than him. Giovanni's flat out better than him. Obviously... Um, Excalibur's flat out better than him at this point, right? Jim Ross is, should be used for like 
supplemental stuff like the video package, sit down interviews, find out to get deeper into the character, the method of the madness, all that kind of stuff. The twelve minute interview he did with Don Callis over the weekend, phenomenal. That's a strong suit. That's I mean, not not a strong suit, but like he's always been great at that. And even though now he's at the point where he's not as good on the call and also he wants to editorialize and his editorialization, I don't know that's a word, his editorialization is to be negative on the young guys and say that he doesn't understand why these fucking young kids do all this all this dumb crap. Um, take him out, have him focus on trying to get got, got get deeper into like what's going on behind um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, right? What's going on with Wardlow? What's going on with uh, Eddie Kingston or Santana and stuff he's done with all these guys at times. And it's all been good work. That's what he's best should be used for. Maybe the price tag's too high. He say you got to justify. Maybe he's been saying, well, you know, I want to do the pay-per-views. All right, do this first, you know, do the first two hours and get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, man, like hearing my commentary, I'm just like, oh, God, he's about to say something stupid. And inevitably, it only took him five minutes to say something stupid. Um, so... Moving on from the rest of that, like, you saw Keith Lee in there with, with Swerve. That was really good. Um, you saw Commander do his thing. And then Commander, you know, because he, he got that go-to. Uh, you can't keep him from getting on these ropes. All right. Jay White shoved that man. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, but there was um, other stuff. It was really fun. And then, like, you know, get down to the final five or four. That was really good. And then uh, you get to the, the finishing. The big bill push. I, I I like the big bill push a little bit. Um, the big bill it, push. You know, you know, real real cycle city and in energy for big bill. Oh my God. Um, what else? It, uh, anything, you know, anything else before we get into the final four? That uh, it stuck out to you? Um, I think. I think not. Camera actually. direction um, missed a couple of eliminations. They replayed it. Luckily, though. Yeah, uh, I, I think not. Uh, Butcher was out pretty early, so I was sad for for Big Bush. <laughs> uh, Brian Cage looked pretty good, um, and yeah, I guess. But b- besides that, like you know, the final four and then the to the final two with Swerve and Orange Cassidy, I thought was they had me. I thought they were going to switch the title there, um, and so it was I, like you know, it was a nice I, little nice little mini match right there. I mean, that's the benefit of the story, right? Like we, you know, we've talked about builds and everything, but like getting to the, this point where it's like, all right, man. Um, he had, they have ran him down to the bone. He's so, he's so happened to keeps having really fun matches and like, they keep showing him like, he's just, he is just, you know, the burden is in the price of, in the toll is like really like just stacking up on him. And like, he has a match with, uh, oh my God, from Ozzy Open, Kyle Fletcher. Kyle and, Fletcher. Yeah. And, um. Of oh, the newly signed Ozzy Open. Yeah. Yeah, we may end up missing that. Well, uh, you want to talk about it now or you want to move on? Or, or do you want to wait after? We'll make a detour to okay, talk okay, about okay. So, uh, they had that fun match. And then, you know, he says, like, everybody, you know, any open challenge is go to Tony's office and then do the thing where, like, Tony's like, all right, well, a bunch of people showed up. Let's do a battle royal. All right, whatever. And it's like, they're clearly telling the story that this dude is, like, he's going to, he, eventually he's going to lose because he's wearing down. And how much longer can he keep this up? And it looked like this was a perfect spot for him to end. And I was like, hey, man, you see who's in here? Like, there's a Ricky Starks here. There's a Jay White here. There's a Swerve here. There's a lot of pe- interesting people that, like, could do something, you know. Because Swerve is, like, standing outside the ring, like, the for minutes after the match starts. Yeah. And I'm like, 
what's going on here? Like, yeah. and so was Commander. That's how they uh, were able to get Commander to be able to do one spot at one time before he got uh, without being right. eliminated. And then he did second time. And then like, all right, I was like, oh, that's look because originally I was like, why would you put Commander in the battle royal? He can't do his thing. And I was like, oh, they decided to leave him outside the ring first, and then how he got in the ring was doing the rope walk. Yep. Oh. Yep. Do your move. I'll <laughs> so, shut up. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, man, like, uh, Swerve and, and Orange Cassidy were awesome together, and, uh, the finish was, was also, like, hilarious. Where, like, Orange Cassidy yeah. about to give the big punch, and the stadium walks up and just kicks him, and, like, Swerve's sell of the reach. Yes, that was, yes, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, really good, really good. Uh, great, actually, great. They're, they're, they're the final two of them was great. So, like, yeah, super fun yeah. opener. Um, and you know, I don't really even fuck with battle royals like that, but yeah, um, I thought that was a, th- uh, you know, I thought we were off to a good start and then the Same. momentum stopped. And then we got the unsanctioned match between Adam Cole and Chris Jericho and brother. I don't know what this was. Um, well, they said that it was going to be some type of unsanctioned match or they said it was an unsanctioned match. They said that they were bringing out Sabu to be the enforcer. And then, like the match starts, and as the match starts, it's basically a three v three or four v or five. Was it four or five on J on J J S at the time? Uh, it was four. So it's four versus three of uh, Roddy. Well, four not including Jericho. Okay, okay. It was like so, it was like everybody on the outside fighting. So it's five versus three. It's five versus three. Yeah. Uh, so J S uh, minus Sammy versus Sabu, Amicole, and uh, Roddy Strong. I'm like, okay, well, this turns into basically like anarchy. Is this going to be anarchy arena? <laughs> why, why this this isn't this isn't wise to do. Luckily, the riffraff all leaves, um, heads out, and then gets to Cole and Jericho, and um, this was this. this I it, thought it was, was it was long and it wasn't good for a long time. It was long, slow, and it was like uh, it felt like one of them Adam Cole death matches where it was just like all right. Except, except the ones that like people like like the last match with Gargano and the first and uh, the the two O'Reilly ones. Those were all, both way better than this one. Those matches were like, yeah, I didn't love it, but I see y'all said putting in this one. I was like, yo, I can't believe these two these two level of guys right. had this bad of a match that went this long, or not bad, but like this not good of a match for this long. I don't know, like what went wrong here. It, I thought it was stunning to see like the amount of of people that didn't care about Cole getting to Jericho. Like it was silent in that building. Um, And it was like, you know, you know, I had a lot of people saying maybe Adam Cole is washed, Um, you know, because this was a Jericho thing, like where I think Jericho did did a fine job, but it was like, I don't really know. Like, you know, how much Adam Cole hasn't been a baby face a lot. So it's, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's from the injury, you know, and he's still like, I think if you're somebody that it was like, yo, uh, we gearing up Adam Cole for, to be a big baby face to get a world title push that I think this was a horrible night for the, um, for that agenda. Yeah. And it was like, for who, for what? Like, and then like, you know, he's been off a long time. he, you know, I I I, hes- I hesitate to to throw dirt on the guy because like, his match with Garcia coming back was was actually very, was very good. 
like I, like I hesitate because and Adam Cole is such a lightning rod. I think for people who either they think he's way better than you know other people think he is, and then just on the other side, it's like people that just can't stop talking about him for whatever reason, whether it's Britt Baker, whether it's his look or physique, even though he's like the same size as like all the other wrestlers. I don't, I don't quite understand the whole like we've we've talked about Adam Cole before and like you know the. You know, him jumping from NXT to AEW, you know, like all the other stuff that's around him. And it's like, I just feel like I need to see more from him. But unfortunately, like they've been so cautious with him and probably fortunate for him. Uh, they they haven't really shown like, you know, like like, like I, I was listening to Voice of Wrestling's review and it was like, what's his best match in AEW? Ooh, his best match in AEW. Um, it's got to be one of the Hangman matches, right? Yeah, the Hangman match Revolution. I would say that, and and that's like around that, that's like around four and, and, and a half, four and a, four and a quarter. And I remember that shit was like, and he got his Hangman ass like, handed to him by Hangman. Correct. Just, Hangman just thoroughly just beating the fuck out of him and making him look like he was like levels beneath him, and it was like. All right, like, and I don't know if people buy him on that level, um, as a as a top top person. So, I mean, I'll keep if, watching him. If you but, haven't watched like, him in I'm, NXT, why should you? Or, or Ring of Honor before? Why should you? If you're if you are the person that just tuned into TNT television, right, or TBS, well, whatever he, else, he, and, he's, and been, seen, he's been getting heavily pushed ever since he's can't come in. But aside from you know the long injury layoff, no. no yeah, I'm saying that he's an important player. He's always been an important player since he's been in AEW. I'm not saying that. Not I'm saying like, if you have heard of Adam Cole, you've seen the rep, or heard of the rep, he comes in, comes in his sh- well, shoulders fucked up or or whatever else. Then he gets concussion thing and is like, okay, hmm. He's wrestling through it. And he's like, all right, well, he's like he's good, but like he's not as good as like I don't know Phoenix. Maybe that's unfair because Phoenix is, you know, talent wise off the charts. But like, it's like he's not, well, let's, let's, let's do like he's not even as be- he's not even as good as O'Reilly when O'Reilly came in, right? And he's like, okay, all right, but he's the only getting pushed, okay. And then he gets hurt, goes away for a long time, and he comes back. He's he's and obviously everyone likes him, and he has the boom thing. He's over, or more than that, obviously. Uh, but it's like now they're trying to make face, and like they gave him Jericho. And they did the thing with, with with the Brit or whatever else, but it's like they went straight to a rules match, and it's like, I mean, he's he, he, we still haven't seen what he can do, you know, as babyface that much, really. Um, there's still time for that, obviously, but it's like once you get this finish, it almost like feels like it necessitates a rematch, and immediately they do him and Jericho with uh Soraya and, and Brit in it, and it's like. All right, so that's going to continue. I don't know how much longer, but, I, but I, and I don't think that's going to answer any questions about Adam Cole. Still, correct, like it, correct. it's just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know where it maybe goes they do, here, maybe they match, do a Jericho Cole match on TV and like didn't they really you know everybody's moved out, you know everybody fuck away in like two months and they had a match and then they answer some of this stuff, but it was all, like at the same time it's like all right, you know when they when they set up. Baby faces and AEW, they normally set them up for like five months, four months to get them ready for a title match, right? Uh, or one that's going to be on pay per view. I don't, I don't know. Like if they did Cole versus MJF right now, I mean, 
just based off their stature in the game, you think that's the next that's the next pay per view. But like right now, it feels like a TV match that you build towards over a month. Yeah, or three like, weeks. Like Forbidden Door is coming, and then like I think there's going to be like a big dynamite. Like there's the Blood and Guts dynamite. Um, there's also like a July nineteenth in Boston Garden dynamite as well. I, I would probably circle those dates for big matches or whatever. But yeah. um, look, look. Um, our, as far as that the uh, the the Boston one, like, do we? When do they announce that Willow is going to uh, defend that that uh, never uh, women's title? And see if they can move some tickets off of that one. Um, because, like, they, they, you know, they put Mercedes on. They, they showed her losing that belt on AEW television. They didn't have to do that. Some, something's up in that regard, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something going on. I don't know quite what, but, um, Yeah. AEW World Tag Team title match then came after that and it Shamus, was FTR oh, sorry. versus Seamus Nova pointed out uh, the Jungle Boy versus uh, Cole match that's another good one that's another really good one yeah that was a nice little TV match you know that, <laughs> a that nice was, little TV you know, match uh, you know you know nice little TV match <laughs> oh you know. man you know the stuff that's happening on TV that's the top of the top is like Hangman versus Danielson like Hangman versus like, oh, versus Mo- versus Moxley, yeah, I, I know. Moxley Takeshita like, versus Hangman, Danielson versus like, uh, Garcia or, or Guevara, yeah, I, I know, I know. Like all the Kenny shit, like Phoenix Phoenix versus O'Reilly. This is another level, like yeah. this is another level. Yeah, like, I know. So that was, I'm like, yeah, you know, nice Omega. little match. Yeah, nice little match. Cool, thanks. Nice little match. Oh man. But um, FTR against Jared Lethal. I've mentioned it before. I think either Dax Harwood is hurt or uh, these boys have re-signed and laid it down. Or, excuse me, Dax has re-signed and laid it down. Cash Wheeler, I think, is now the leader of, of FTR as far as I'm concerned. Um, when it comes to in the ring, like he's still going balls to the wall, working hard. Dax, he, he can't move the way he did a year ago. Watch him pull a tape up and then watch how he's moved around not only this match, but the last match they had. Some ain't right. Some may write he can't quite do it. Um, this was getting no reaction. This was getting stared at. Both of these and matches. Thank God. Look, and thank God the Jarrett family decided to change things. <laughs> thank God that Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett decided to wake the building, James. They decided to wake the building, who may have been in a cocaine-induced haze out in Las Vegas. I don't know what was going on. The early start time might have got them fucked up out there. But the funny part is people in the crowd say, like, the crowd was super hot. And I'm like, I heard that. I'm like, yeah. hey, hey, bro. How come every? How, why is it that every fucking time people talk about how a crowd sucks, every crowd, everybody, I, I, maybe one time I ever been like, yeah, this crowd wasn't good. Every single time I'm like, no, we were loud, we were loud, we were loud. It's just the, the mic was bad. They've been to this fucking building before. You thought they forgot how to mic? <laughs> so either either somebody, yeah, needs be, either somebody, either somebody I, I, from this, this, from this, either somebody from the technical production side needs to be like needs to be called into question, or there's or. Y'all ain't as loud as y'all was saying y'all was loud. Like, Look, you know what was loud? There's this right here. What's this, James? A <laughs> cap. A cap. <laughs> so, Rich, like, bro, I watched the Puerto Rico WWE show. Right. That's a hot crowd. They, hey. This crowd did not look look like that. 
hey, up until the fourth quarter of uh, of uh, Game Seven last night, Boston Garden, or sorry, not Boston Garden, TD Garden was hot as fuck. I know what a loud crowd is. Even while they're down t uh, 10 or 15 at the time, they were still loud. So until the fourth quarter, and they start booing them boys, People they were, were like, all right, we're out of here. This People was no loud crowd. Hands. People were sitting on their hands. I was watching them. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing that people I, like you forget about. I was like, you know, we can see you in the crowd and you're sitting there and you're not moving or making any motion or whatever else or standing up or clapping or none of that. We just see you sitting there. You you, you look like you look like 500 uh, Shang Suns. Shang Suns. You look in, like NPCs of up there, Jay. <laughs> they look like NPCs, non-playable characters. <laughs> Fuck. You look like Shang Tsung in the throne in Mortal Kombat 1. I was trying to get that one out. That's why I was trying to get that out. But you, you, you stepped on the shit. But my all right, bad. whatever, my man. Bad. My bad. <laughs> what? Like, you in there, you don't move. Yes. Uh, the Jared family uh, decided to wake the building. It's turned up towards the end with all the shenanigans, but only because of the shenanigans. Yeah, it's just a smoke and mirrors um, guy that thing hot. Similar to yeah. when, you know... Uh, you know, Brick comes out and just tears Jericho ass up with the uh with the Kindle stick. That that oh, was yeah, a lot of yeah, reaction that, that that match got. It was like, oh, so this like oh, so like the wrestling ain't getting this crowd or particularly me. What is, but what is getting the crowd is the shenanigans and run-ins. And like for me, I was like, oh, I, I don't care about none of this shit. It's We're in one of those. I don't give a fuck. One of those. Yeah. <sighs> Look, and if you you know you can train your audience for however you want them to react i feel like so yeah. i mean look know, it, I, I've, I've seen people say this was a wwe crowd this was like the crowd that happened now oh my uh, God. dynamite the night the week before Look, man i'm not getting to that or whatever else crowd hot crowd not hot i've i watched i i spent a good number of years unfortunately watching clap crowds I can focus on what's happening in the ring. What was happening in the ring wasn't that fucking exciting any goddamn way. So who cares? TNT ladder match. Uh, FTR retains. Um, so uh, Aussie Open signed. Um, one would think they're going to be starting to get in the mix at some point when Mark Davis is healthy. Please uh, do. Kyle, Kyle Fletcher is probably going to be working singles for quite a while, like at least like six or seven weeks. Knowing them, that'll probably translate to two months. One can only hope they're ready by Forbidden Door. Um, but yeah, man, this is a this is a big one for a lot of re lot of reasons. Like these guys are still like part of United Empire. Uh, they were floating around without contracts forever. Uh, New Japan, I think, dropped the ball on this. Like they could have been had these boys signed up. They left yeah. them off Wrestle Kingdom. Um, they you know gave them the big push in the World Tag League. And all that, but yeah. um, I mean, got the got the titles, you know. Eventually, got the titles. Yeah, then dropped them. I remember when they vacated them. I was like, "Yep." I I thought some I thought some was off. I was like, yep. "Hmm." Mm -hmm. They they vacated both of them. Yep. What's going on here? Um, yep. They were strong champions, but, weren't they? I, yeah, they were strong champions too. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I, and uh, Zach Maki's bringing it up. People were mad at TK for signing them too. Like, um. You know, I mean, that, I think that's that's I don't we don't I we don't want to become a feeder league. I get it. I, look, we look, we cover stardom. New Japan could have signed them, right? Yeah, 
like I, I don't know what the finances look like for New Japan because you know they're I think Kadani did an interview recently where he was talking uh, about during the pandemic they 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 felt like they were months away from closing up or whatever and then you know Tanahashi once had asked Kadani like how many months do we have left or something like that and then Kadani was like don't worry about it shit's not gonna go down like that essentially but I I feel like they're they're doing better like it you know. I I don't know. I mean, man. That, look, it's, uh, seeing that Dominion house, um, or seeing how those Dominion tickets moved, or or even the Sakura, Gen- I'm sorry, Sakura Gen- tickets moved. I, you know, I thought they were doing better, but look, it doesn't. It, maybe, it might not be a money thing like that, but right. I maybe like, maybe they, they had maybe a, you can't tell may- me they didn't have the opportunity to sign. Maybe them. they're you on a Gaijin quota. Could be, right? Like we don't we never really talk about that sort of stuff, but like. There are quotas on. There are quotas. There were quotas in pro wrestling around here for a long fucking time, and like that is not not so much the case now. But like, hey, uh, if you wanna if you wanna pull, pull up the uh, the wiki for Japan and then look at the demographics, there might be a quota. There there might be well, a quota that we just don't know about. I'll say it is. If you white and you wrestling in New Japan Pro Wrestling, chances are you're gonna end up in AEW. That's just what it seems like from Kenny Omega on, essentially, and the Young Bucks on, Hangman Page on. Like to to this day, it's a Jay White and then uh, Aussie Open in like back to back months. And Will Osprey's contract is up at the end of the year. Yeah, I I saw something Osprey had mentioned, I guess, recently about like he doesn't want to live in America. So we'll see how that goes. How long we'll that goes. see, right? Right. Look, we'll see when you see admit, when you start seeing look, seven. When you start seeing six zeros next to a uh, next to look, the deal. When Tony Khan goes like this, put put a number on there, Will, that and, you would like. And and, <laughs> and think about it is like it ain't it won't just be Tony Khan will be offering him that kind of money too. Like they will throw a big money offer at uh or WWE will throw a big money offer at Osprey too. So like yeah, um, don't look. don't. Seamus said uh, he will have Seamus to turn down. He will be having to turn down two American companies, not just one. Uh, he said needs Richard receive that statement. I don't want to see Chase Owens and the Bang Bang Gang. I mean, neither do I. I mean, <laughs> look, 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 look. I, I get it, but at the same time, look, there, we we did see. Yeah, like, hey, man. Here. Exactly. Wasabi King brings up a great point that Will Ospreay, I don't want to live in America shit. That's an Aaron Rodgers style non-answer. Like yeah. <laughs> Pac, does, Pac does not live in the United States either. Right. Wasabi King uh, right. says. So like that tells us nothing, Will. Like, who are you yeah. fooling? Not I. <laughs> not <Yeah>. me. <laughs> like even if even if he even if he honestly believed that, it'd be like, yeah, cool. I want you to I want you to walk away from this money. Look, I know how airplanes work, nigga. Like, like Tony Khan's a private jet. He'll come get you. Fuck. That's funny. <laughs> Quit playing with me. Quit playing in my face. But whatever you got to do to give your current fans hope, you know. So, um, I mean, that is true. You can't just be like, "Oh yeah, I'm out of there. I'm out of there." Oh yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you asked me, Mister uh, Mister Interview Man. <laughs> I can't wait to get this oh. off. Hey, y'all watching me for the next six months? I'm out this bitch. I'm going to the other Hell side you. of the planet. 
Start start reacting to me all fucked up. You know, look that notice that Will Osprey didn't say no shit. Like you know, he he didn't like t- leak no pictures with no um, other companies' contracts accidentally in them and shit. You know, notice he didn't do none of that. Notice he didn't suddenly start beginning a podcast to 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 you know to stir shit in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Notice he didn't do any of these things. Right. Um. Tony Storm against Jamie Hader, as we mentioned, fake job here. Angle, Angle you could tell like uh, immediately um, when they don't hit her mute, she doesn't come out, and I'm like, oh, here it goes. And then at this point, I'm like, literally that Kel Mitchell, oh, here yep. it goes. Yep. Um, oh, actually, I skipped Wardlow versus Christian. Sorry. Oh wow. Um, yeah, that was. I think this was the best of the matches in between, like the 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 uh, opener and the last two matches. Indeed, the the best of the, you know, yeah, the best of the mediocre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will say this though: for, we for might me, just be for me. It it might just ahead. be us and our personal group of friends. We might just be as a collective lower than this in general than the average fan because because I've seen it. I've seen people be on our side. I also see people think that it's also great. I've also seen people be like it was in the middle between those like. Uh, like the match in between what we we're talking about, like that two and a half, two and forty minutes, like run, two hours and forty minute run in between. Like I've seen people be more gen. It's kind of polarizing, but I just felt like I, it was aside from this uh, K- the latter match. I I just wasn't feeling mo- most of this stuff. I think I'm going like two and a half on Cole and Jericho. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I might just give it three, but once on one is like you know what that yeah. means. Yeah, and then the FTR match, you know, three and a quarter maybe. Um, this match for me, maybe like you know, three and a quarter, three and a half. Also, I probably go uh, three and a half, which means it's an average ladder match. And, and I remember like when this match got announced, um, there was a combo in the group chat. It was like, can, can Christian have these matches? I'm like, yeah, he's not gonna be the one jumping off shit. Warlow is sure and, enough. I, um, I I I was one do my one of my favorite pastimes. Like, what do The Rock and Christian Cage have in common, Rich? Please tell me. They did a ladder match where they ain't doing not one damn big bump at all. <laughs> People talk about it as one of the best matches of that era. Pull up that 98 SummerSlam. Go watch that ladder match between Triple H and The Rock. Hey, man. I know people talk about how The Rock don't give a fuck about what was, it, was, was, was so giving as a wrestler. And maybe he was put as far as who wins and who loses, but he wasn't giving his body for this business. <laughs> that man said, look, if I want Rock, I want to ask Rock if I ever run into Dwayne Johnson and be like, hey, bro, be real with me. You, you just didn't, you didn't want to do this ladder match, did you? And he'd be like, nope. <laughs> I definitely don't want, I, I didn't want to do all that falling. Triple H, you going to do all that shit. You don't want to win in any goddamn way. So, yeah, man, <laughs> Christian was in that same mode. Like, bro, I'm in here. I'm going to lose. But I ain't ta- but I ain't taking no bumps. I'll, I'll I'll lose. I ain't taking no big bumps. No, thank you. So, I think Warlow is an interesting case. I think we're celebrating the one year anniversary of the peak of his powers, essentially, and then being zapped after the MJF feud. Mm. Um, he, I think, is probably getting so much bad advice um, from lots of people. A, he cut his hair. I don't know if that was him or what, but I feel like he he lost some of his powers there. It, it's a me thing, whatever. Um, 
I think he's probably getting told the guy's clearly physically talented, can do a lot of athletic things, mm-hmm. and has went through a lot of different moves in his short career in AEW. He used to do the F10. He used to do that knee thing in the corner. He doesn't do those anymore. He had the power bombs uh, at one point. He, he still has power bombs. He still has come, power bomb. Yeah, he has power bomb. He likes to come off the top rope. We know he likes to come off the top rope. He'll run up that bitch and do like the whisper in the wind. Yep. He'll do the the swan song, all the yep. Hardy Boyism, right? Like, and I don't know, man. I, I feel like I he's being told to do less all the time. He's probably heard that dozens of times from all these people. But what if we just allowed Wardlow to embrace who he really wants to be? Why don't we go back to the Hardy compound and we go in Matt Hardy's closet and pull him one of those pairs of Jinko jeans out? The part, the funny part is, it's just so big they they will fit Wardlow right now. Correct. Why don't we allow Wardlow to embrace his true self? You know, why don't we allow Wardlow to 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 just start jumping off shit un, uninhibited? Why don't we allow that? Why don't we just try that for a while? Put them with the Hardy Boys. We know they're over. I know they're corpses. Like I, I, I know they can't, you I, know, do the things they did. And a picture of them actually came out today with Wardlow. So, okay, the agenda. Okay. Well, look, I, I'm working on this. I'm workshopping this agenda. Why don't we allow Warlow to, to try something else? We don't need Arn Anderson with him biting fingers and fake blood. And stuff. no, yeah. no, get that shit the fuck out of here. Okay, like, so. I'm with you, and then I, I think twice about it, and like, I don't think in this current landscape in 2023 that we should have anybody uh, taking uh, or being put under underneath the wing of Jeff Hardy. Um, I, I just I, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, I think that's ill-advised. I think that can be problematic. Um, so yeah, like I'm with you, but I don't want that man hanging out with him. We got to get Warlow the mess shirt. If you want to say Matt, sure. Jeff, yeah. no. No. Yeah. Absolutely no, not. Why don't, why don't we allow, you know, uh, maybe Jeff can just be saved for like, you, you only see Jeff every once in a while, you know. No, no, like you just basically like you, you sequester Jeff in like in the building. Like you put, you give him his own locker room. You put him, well, you put Matt in the locker uh, room with him. You put Matt in the all right, I'm, I'm stop. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, just, I feel like Jeff should just be like, "Hey, come to the or come to the shows, leave the shows." Like I know, I know people love him as far as that stuff, but like as far as social life and stuff, hanging out after that, no, 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 we're not really doing that. We're not really doing that with Jeff. Not really doing that. Like we can't, we can't trust that dude to be in a setting to go out here and, and get the keys. And, and drive. We just can't. We can't. We can't even put him in this kind of situation. You just, I, I, I just don't. I, I don't know what to do. I don't want to. I don't know what to do with him at this point. I don't. He came back what three weeks ago, like this month, right? Yeah. I don't, yeah. Like I don't know what to do with him. He's on a pre-show. Yeah. yeah. I, do you just? I, I don't know how. I don't know what his terms are, or whatever else. But it, that's like one of those where like you just let the contract run out and you just move. Bro, on. they. I, I know he wants to push him. 
like him. I know he wants to push because he's a like, big star wants- and he still can do like he can still do the swan time. He can still do. They want to do the this nostalgia shit, and all like, that kind of stuff. But it comes at a price where eventually you just fuck up. around, get drunk, and then drive and then drive. Like we have El Vikingo like in the in the fucking um atmosphere here. Like we have like all this new generation of guys like. Come on, man, move on. Especially like all these old old guys that aren't like, you know, I don't know, man. What well, <laughs> the thing was like, hey, man, like they put immediately put him with Darby. They did the stuff, and then he fucked it up immediately, immediately. Um, after that, as we mentioned, the fake job, Tony Storm, Jamie Hader swapped the belt to Tony Storm after like a three minute match. Um. Jamie Hayter, I think, far and away the best AEW Women's Champion in history. Um, I mean, and, other, only other answer would be what, Sheeta? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as just, you know, build a defenses, like the run yep. of quality defenses, is what I mean. I think um, this is unfortunate for her. Um, that she kind of had to do this whole deal, but um, this whole thing that this happens and Tony Storm wins and she goes in the press conference and starts crying again about the interim belt and you know maybe she's being a heel maybe she's not but she was doing this when she was babyface too right. so who right. am I to, to 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 determine when it's a work and when it's not now but um you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's something. Lot that, it's something that annoys her that she's playing into with her character. That's how I feel. So, um, yeah, we we get short angles type matches like these um, when people don't want interim belts around and shit like that. So, yeah. Um, I mean, but look, look at the bright side. Like she's still a champion anyway. Could stays in the crew. <laughs> So after that, we got the trios match. Uh, it's an open challenge from the House of Black. Uh, it's answered by uh, the acclaimed Max Caster. Uh, fries them up pretty decent. Kind of reworks his Dark Order. No black guys line with the House of Black. No yep. black guys. Um, he cooked up, fried up Buddy Matthews. Uh, talking about you know he's getting being cucked by a guy named Dom. Big yep. reaction for that. Um, and which, they is, get a ring. which is like one of those things where it's like that's funny because like literally the heat is that like Dom or Dom doesn't doesn't he wants to but he doesn't. It's very Jericho and in, in, uh, Stephanie. It's very much that like that is the heat. But whatever, maybe he's not watching it. I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, be be confused about it. <laughs> Works better. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, this, uh, then he this says was, line, uh, he says line about Malachi being in blackface as he's not actually in blackface that time. <laughs> yeah, it never yeah. has actually really been in blackface. It's like partial parts of his face or whatever else, and then someone actually did show whoa, him blackface whoa, in the main event. We'll, like, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> maybe you should have saying these barbers was actually really using no. blackface. Actually, instead of just saying, "Oh, it's kind of, sort of." No, we got. I know we got to talk about that later, but bro, when I when I first saw the show, I was like, "Is this nigga in blackface?" Like, I was like. I was like, please have someone. I was like, please don't. So I saw the mask. I'm like, man, no, man, this ain't. We'll we'll get to it. I'm just glad that AEW was able. You know, it happens so often, and white people 
fuck up and step overstep this bounds all the time and they don't know that this is apparently either they oh obviously the answer is they don't care they, they, they but most people do know but like i'm just glad they were able to like aw is able to like uh now be the most recent face of blackface in pro wrestling we can move on from waka Tsukiyama from from that fucking new blood show last year it was like <laughs> what what are you doing well i i know what you're going for you do the opposite of ram's face paint but no no I'm glad that I'm glad that Walk is not the last person to do a blackface on on, on in pro wrestling. So now you know AEW yeah. has a title Basically. until you know. So I'm like the king of pro wrestling, yeah. the king of blackface. Yes. You, you, hold, you hold the blackface world championship. Yo. Yeah, yeah. So, cur- so. currently, is that guy? But uh, oh, <laughs> we can man. go back to this match. This this conversation is more interesting than this match was. Yes, indeed. Um, this was like a house show match. Um. I don't I thought, really have much I thought to say. It was, it was, was very more fun than just someone squashing the yeah, team for. This was just very slow, like, and it was just like. Then it was like, damn, this is like stylistically. I'm like, huh? Like, like I'm, I'm sure that the Clan could probably have a good tag team match with these guys. Absolutely. But then, like, when when you're throwing like them coming in there, like having to set up Billy Gunn, and it's just like, that's not why we here. Right. And they they look, I understand that because of um, the matches with Swerve and Lee that like maybe they have themselves a match based around like they have Bones start out because he's the better wrestler of the two. He basically gets worked over a, a limb. He sells like crazy, put a hot tag towards Caster. Caster runs out of steam. They get Bones back in there, and Bones is basically after getting a breather and able to you know rest up a little bit can kind of finish off the match. And you get to the near falls. Understand that fundamentally a fundamentally sound story, right? Of a, of a of a tag match. The problem is this was not dynamic enough of uh, of basically just laid out. It was so much of we're stuck in this stage where. They just beat on them, and then they beat on them, and then they beat on them, and then they tease like they're going to tag them, and then they beat on them, and then they tease like they tag like they're going to tag, and then they thwart that again, and they beat on them, and they tease another one, and they beat on them, and then after like the, I think by the time they got to the third or fourth time they teased it, they finally did it, and, and they got the hot tag. The hot tag was for Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn runs, runs no sales, a bunch of stuff, tells people to tells them to suck his dick before he hits them with famousers, and then he gets hit with one move and was out of there, and I was like, okay, well. This was a TV match. This was a pay-per-view match. But why why is this the match? I understand the acclaim is a big deal, but like if and if you need to justify putting the acclaim on the show, put them on the show on the show and let them have a good match. Who put this together? Whose idea was this? Everybody the idea is we're gonna beat your ass for like it's twelve how long did the match go? Do you know? Do you have a, a match time any chance? Uh this went fifteen twenty one. All right. All right, so yeah, bro, we gonna beat your ass for fourteen for fourteen minutes, and then like Billy Gunn comes in, and then like he he goes he hits like five moves, and then we end up cutting him off, hitting him with a move, and get out of there. Cool, cool. Slap fives and go to and then walk out. Oh, what the fuck? Like the collective, the five of them of the six. I'm sorry, between the brain and experience, and then the five of them, the six of them are talented enough, smart enough. No, no, no this wasn't good enough. Am I, am I wrong here in saying that? No. Yeah, it was it was disappointing. This was. Yeah. And and um, like when they claim came out, it was like, oh, the crowd perked up. They were happy to hear. They were happy to see him because they haven't seen him because you know they took the belts off and gave him to guns. The fuck. 
and then they come out and then this happens. Yeah. Yeah. Up next. Um AWTBS championship match. Uh <laughs> Valkyrie gets a real big entrance uh with like some I think kind of like Las Vegas style things. Crowd kind of reacts to her like a star. Then Jay Cargo comes out with Big Boss Vet, who uh, has a song called Pretty Girls Walk Like This. This got a big reaction as well, too. This went over a lot better than, uh, you know, one would think or whatever. But, um, like, all the forums, like, I was in were popping, like, really big for this. So um, she comes out. She does a AKA stroll um, with, with her. Uh, sorority uh, sisters. Yeah, I didn't know she was and, AK until I saw the color scheme. I was like, that's I, okay. So I, I, okay, I don't so know about none of that stuff. This is but the okay. So this pay per view didn't go. This pay per view, as you mentioned, it didn't. You know, like I looked up at the clock. It was like, oh shit, the grocery store is about to close at ten. It's like nine fifty. Let me go grab something. And then I, because uh, I had to go grab something. I think it was, it was pineapple. I had to go grab pineapple. I had to go grab a pineapple, come back. So I had on delay, and the catch up was to skip through interested. So I missed like that stuff. But like, they get in the ring, as I'm fast forwarding through this stuff to, from bell ring to bell ring, like I'm watching, you know, G1 at catch up at like 3 a.m. And like, I see her, I see the gear. I'm like, this is like a AK color, except like the pink is like a different color. It's not the right shade of pink, but whatever. And then I later find out that she was AK. It's like, oh, okay, okay. All right, makes sense. But, um, yeah, uh, I thought that the story of the match, given what they've done with them having a match before, where she wasn't allowed to use, you know, the glam, glam slam or whatever else, whatever they're calling it. Um, when they, when she got her up, when, when Taya got her up, the crowd was like, she's going to win. And this match got over. Yeah. It, it, it got over. And I think it, in a lot of ways, like, kind of turned the crowd around. Which, I mean, it definitely turned around by the time they got past the post, once they got to the post-match stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Jade, after 500-plus days, 60 wins, um, you know, she she goes out there and she then, you know, uh, starts talking much shit. Chris Sattler then comes out, beats her in a few minutes. So, Jade drops his belt. Um... <sighs> I don't know what, like, if this is a sign of, like, so, like... Because we've never seen it. She had it so long. We don't know what they can do. It feels... Because we haven't seen it, we don't know what the possibilities are. Because we also know that, like, they seem to have a time crunch or a quota on the amount of time that the women have on these shows. Even though it seems like, you know, they're going to be another show. So, they should get, obviously, more time. But it's also, like, all right. Like, this... If they're going to... Because I feel like they, you know, um, there's enough talent there. Like, they can clearly take this in a different direction what they have been doing it. And they have to do something with women besides, like, what's tied up in, like, the Britt Baker, Jamie, outcast stuff. Right. I think it's, I think it was, obviously was time for her to drop that yeah. belt or whatever. And then you can actually use the T- TBS belt for people that aren't getting fed into the Jade um, you know, hamster wheel or right. the, the the jade wood chipper. If, like you're just if, going in there to get killed. Yeah, yeah. Like this could be like the this could be the the workwoman's belt. While that's tight, <laughs> like this could be like all right, y'all over there and y'all are doing this and it's been going on for months and months and months and maybe it'll go on until the end of time. Over here, we will have a regular division. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we'll see. That'd be fun. But, like you know, obviously Statlander is good enough to be able to do that. Uh, you know, from you know every other week. So yeah. So I, I I'm not sure where Jay goes. I, I heard some people calling for her to turn face. You could do that. I mean, I was already sure. Um, so if you want to, go ahead. I think I think she should get involved, like with a lot of people she hasn't worked with yet, because like when they would tell, just go on about there being nothing left for her, I would just be like, stop the cap. Um, I, I guess this does show that it always was Chris Statlander. They were just holding that, uh, holding on to that shit or whatever. Crazy. Uh, the whole time, did, did, Tony Khan must have promised her like verbally, like, "Yeah, you're you're gonna be next champion," to. and he was like, I, "Yeah, I, 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 ain't cha- I, I ain't never turned my change. You got hurt, you'll be back, and don't don't roll. I'll get it back to you whenever you come back." Like, because if it had been me, like, hey, bro, all right, it's time, it's time, and like, you can come back and you can get that belt from someone that's not Jade, but it's been so much damn time. Uh, but he he held it. Yeah. He stuck that shit on both of them for forever. And I don't know if that was. And I feel like it was to the detriment of uh, the interest of Jade. Because um, yeah, there, there wasn't much. Like, there wasn't much they had for it. She was in a, stuck in a holding pattern for, for you know for months. Like people yep. were even trick, tricking themselves into thinking like, Rich, do you remember this? Hey, Jade wears green all the time, and uh, red velvet showed up and walked in front of them wearing red, so that because of red and. Uh, Green are opposing colors as far as secondary colors and primary colors. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like visually, like catch catch your eye and say that oh, she's the one that's going to take the belt off her. Remember that? Remember that? Hey, is Sam in here? Is Sam in here? No. Uh, I know he was earlier. All right, he'll hear this. Eventually. He is. He is. Oh. I, I think he is. Okay, if Sam's in here, I'm I'm, I'm poking fun at Sam, but whatever. Uh. <laughs> 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 look, like, the, well, look the yeah. only the only way the, the way I would have probably did that was like, yo, the first person that you ever beat was Red Velvet, and then you could lose it to her. I would have went that way with it, but they have they could have done it. The problem is they didn't build up enough in her to make you really believe that was gonna happen. And like, I still believe Correct. in Red Velvet. I, you know, she's somebody that, like if she you know took a took a trip, you know, over overseas, I would like to see her wrestle uh, more people, get more reps. Uh, I think she's talented up already, and I think she can, you know, even get better. But um, I just it wasn't in the cards. It's, it didn't. It just never seen in the cards that like she, that was gonna happen. Uh, so you know, uh, but yeah, like I feel like this opens up a lot of of uh, a lot of stuff for the women um, in AEW now that like that 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 run is done and we can move on and make it something different. Yep. Up next, AEW World Championship. Four pillars, four way match, and man, there was a lot of people doing the talking during this feud. And I was, you know, and, and I came on here and talked about the the low points. I talked about yeah. how they dug themselves out of it, and you know, by the time they got to the show, I thought it was decent, right? Then the entire time I said this match is going to be incredible when they do it. The yeah. whole time. Now, when the four pillars came out here and smoked this. I need y'all to start start being very vocal as you were <laughs> during the whole build. Do we act like these guys are not great wrestlers? Like, right. did, did we forget this? Like, right. this. Like, I think people, people get. Ca- like, I think people can consistently get caught up in the MJF hokey stuff and for, lose focus on the part. Where it's like, nah, man, he's a great wrestler. It's just he does shit that makes you. That t- 
because he's so good at his job and also at times unfocused in the way he tells stories with uh, his promos from week to week that like you get lost sometimes you forget that and then like he only wrestles once every month or less than that so like he'll that month once a month he'll remind you yeah man this was um I had a lot of sensational moves. I thought Sammy Guevara was like, this is like the best night of his career. I thought think he so? announces, um, yes. Um, I think that ladder match with Cody was awesome. Like, I'm I, not arguing with Rashid better. Know, this is probably better. I'm just saying, like, I, I, if I was thinking of what I think of Sammy Zane, or Sammy Zane, Sammy Guevara's best moment, it's probably that ladder match still. But he was awesome in his match. He was awesome against, uh, yeah. sometimes against Danielson, too. Yeah. Um, and he he came back around and announced, you know, him and Ty Conti or Ty Mello are having a child and was cheered for it and came back all the way on the other side and got cheered. I saw this and I started howling. I was like, look, I knew y'all would love him again. Oh, but, um, I mean, it's the, it, they pop for the baby. It's like pop for a title change. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. Like, if I were him, if I were him. I figure out how to find some, find some like weird, like, I don't know if I align with JAS for now. I, I would do that right now. Like, I, 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 I think they out. should pull the trigger. I think they should pull the trigger on the, on the breakup. Like, like him and Jericho, you have to do it. Well, not even that. All you gotta do is be like, I mean, cause they've, they've been teasing all throughout and hinted at it suddenly with the looks they give each other. And I thought like, maybe they would just do it as storyline eventually come out as, as a tag team, but like, just do Jericho. Ver- or, sorry. Just do, uh, Jericho chooses uh, Garcia over Guevara, and like be like, I thought you were gonna bring bring the world title back to the JAS, like I and and give it to me or whatever. Like like, ooh, hold on, what? Like, ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> like, hold on, that's what? Nasty. Was like, yeah, that's but, like but, that, that's like that Orton, that's like that Orton uh, X Evolution uh, send off shit. But you couldn't even win it. Like ooh, you know, that that isn't how I trained you. That's you know, nasty. for for like. And they'd be like, hey, well, well, remind me, Chris, how did you do in the last uh, title match you had for the AEW Worlds? Oh, you lost two? Okay. Look, I know there are people that hear this show. Feel free to steal. Um, But uh, like I said, this this match was sensational. This was like a lot of big moves. This was a lot of like... Uh, callback stuff. Yes. This was paying tribute to the, the people that kind of these positions. This was a really fucking big match for the company, too. Uh, I don't want to hear Ricky starts crying on podcasts about what the four pillars don't mean and, and mean or whatever. Like, what it happened? means something. So, like, he was on a podcast um, basically running down uh, the four pillars, like, concept and AW and everything like that. It just it, It's like a two-minute clip. It's kind of too long for me to sum up, but okay. for me, it sounded like a whole bunch of whining and crying that it ain't him or whatever. <laughs> so he was like, oh, he don't want to be one and all this other shit. I'm like, all right, man. It's, it's not that deep, for oh, one. Like, I mean, for, how old is Starks again? Starks is like 32, 33. So he's too old to be a pillar anyway. So, like, I, so, like, so that's one. That's and a two, big thing. That's a big thing people miss with this, James, because I always see people be like, Orange Cassidy is a pillar. Orange Cassidy is 38. These guys were all here in 2019 when they were below like 26 years of age, yeah. all of them, or whatever. That's the point of it. Like, these were the guys at the beginning. That's it. That's all it is. Like, yeah. and like, you know, the it, it's a cute thing, cute ode to all Japan or whatever. Like, and I I know a lot of people that 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 like this or whatever. So it's like 
you know, I thought this was a very like important match, like to to see this through to do it or whatever, because there are there are things that uh that didn't get to happen, James. Like, when do we ever do we ever get that shield triple threat match at WrestleMania? No, we didn't. Nope. Like, <laughs> so the fact that we, we we got something like this, I think, is really cool from five years ago to right now like these guys were able to like build themselves up to whatever level they're on are they are some of them fin- not finished products sure some of them aren't they're not who they're gonna be yet yeah but and, and, and look just because there's no just because the company would like it to be so does not mean like they will end up being like f- like four world champions eventually that's i don't I, I never thought it was ever in the cards for or whatever else that's not how pro wrestling works where you say hey we got this plan, and then like, we're, and because like we're so great at pro at booking pro wrestling, it will work out exactly as as it, as we want it to five years from now, and no one will get hurt, no one will ever quit, no one will ever get another job somewhere else. Like that, that's not how that works. Like hell, look at Rossi with the Golden Generation shit, right? Hameka's already fucking rich, gone. Like that's not right. how this works. And, and, and- and the whole thing is like the fan service of people that have been watching AEW from the beginning. This is for that. And right. there's too, and I think there's too many people that either are trying to not care about that, downplay that, anything like that. When that's like, <laughs> look, that shit was a whole hell of a lot hotter. <laughs> look, we want to start talking about what people were reacting to and shit. Yep. It's, it was these guys, the the the, the uh, guys in the main event, yep. and then this shit. Like to, to be fair, though, people. To be fair, though. To be fair, though. And I was saying this when I was like, I don't like what this is doing for Jungle Boy. I don't like what this is doing Guevara. I always said, match gonna be great. Why? Because it's four great wrestlers, and they got in the ring, and they all went out there, and it was great, and like. That's the thing when it comes down to it, like, regardless of whether or not, like, you were into the build or not, the main thing is, like, they're giving you a match that you know is going to be awesome. Like, you can have your, your, you can have your points on, as far as, like, whether or not Jungle Boy or, uh, Guevara belong, and I have them too, but you can't say the boys can't go out there and get 45. You can't say that. <laughs> this is, this is, a, this is an all time, you know, y'all got to shut the fuck up moment yeah. right here. Um. Yeah, MJF wins. Yeah, uh, just lots of lots of great. He he stuff wins by coffin drop from Darby onto Jungle Boy, and MJF grabs the belt and throws it on top of uh Jungle Boy, thereby incapacitating Jungle Boy. And then he picks up Darby, who just took a coffin drop onto the belt, and then gives it the the uh, headlock takeover. Is another callback to their match, and like, hey man. It also sets up to, sets up to like, hey, Darby's gonna get another shot at this, and if he does, and if he ever does beat MJF for the world title, it will be with a headlock takeover. So like, you know, six months, how many months from now, like when they had that match, like that's gonna be the that's gonna be the the, the big near fall or the give or the or the you know crescendo on this thing. So so yeah. Um, also that that uh, you know Chris Statlander like is along with like you know the pillars like these are the people like. Like uh, Sam's in the comments right now. TK does stuff for others, but he looks after his core audience and the wrestlers that stuck through thick and thin. Look at how much cheering the guns did in the pandemic before they were anyone. Same with Kip Sabian. He's a loyal guy. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, But, you know, it'll we'll see. Yeah, because the thing with the loyalty thing is like, yeah, they're. 
everybody, when you are, you know, you know, Swerve has talked about this, right? Um, as far as on, on interviews, how he talked about like how he felt like the person that got the most shit done for him as far as him getting shit moving in NXT was Sean and not Triple H. Um, and it, but Triple H told him that like you are my guy, and then Swerve was like, "Hey, you're," I'm, but like, am I your guy, like Gargano or Cole? Or I don't know if he verbalized that, but in his, that's what Swerve kind of was kind of like in his mind saying, or that's what he was basically alluding to. Like when you got, it's one thing to say that you know, as a booker or a head coach or whatever else, say like or GM, like you're loyal to your guys, but like, hey man. This ain't, this ain't no basketball team. This is a football team. There's 50 motherfuckers. How much loyalty can you show to 50 motherfuckers? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a hard balancing act. It really is. Yeah. It really is. So in this case, it was like, I think this was a, this was like a, this was a great match. Like, and this match should have happened. And, yeah. you know, and I'm glad it did. So. And luckily, um, luckily, like, they did this at a point where, like, they had a match that was bigger that they, you know, if if you have your issues with, you know, this is the main event of a pay per view. Well, they can do Anna Korean Arena. This could be some. This is more than good enough to be a semi main event match. So, like, you know, they did the thing that I thought I was wondering. Like, are they going to do it? Like, are they going to put the, you know, the the world title in semi main event? I feel like more people care about Anna Korean Arena, and they did the right thing. Like, this is why you can't get yeah. rigid into like this is the title, so therefore that's going to last. Like, sometimes sometimes it's just a mistake. Yeah. Ask um, Triple H at WrestleMania 25 and Randy Orton. I probably would go like that 4.66666 on this. Like, um, you know. I, so I love the match. Um, did I think four, four and three quarters? I never thought that. I thought, I thought four and a half, definitely, though. Um, I can see you saying, like, it, it, I, you're thinking about it because, I mean, the match was spectacular. The storytelling and the callbacks to some of the promos that I thought was kind of just MJF, you know, from week to week doing this where he does it where like every single week he comes at a different angle to try to sell something. And then I guess this whole idea is like I have all these ideas for what I want the match to be. And like by week by week, I will add certain things into it. This worked better than like the Daniel Bryan uh, build, but um, it's still an issue where it's like it doesn't feel that coherent. Like you're watching the same person with the same, you know, issues from week to week. It feels like he just. This is what I want to talk about this week, and I'll just shoehorn it in to make it a match, and that's right. the part that feels clunky on the front end. But but absolutely, all this you know these these promos did have purpose by the end of it. So um, I thought it was I thought it was a a, a great achievement uh, by all four of them dudes to be able to have that kind of match, have that kind of storytelling involved in it, have characters involved where you have you know Jungle Boy and MJF. Where you know MJF breaks kayfabe to say about how you know, after I beat you with by cheating, I talked to you backstage and said, "Hey, you got to stop being a nice guy." And then Jungle Boy says, "Hey, you know I have thought about that stuff, but then I just leave me as being a piece of shit like you, and and I ain't going out like that." And then he gets the chance to use that belt and then he throws it, he puts it down. Um, all the stuff with "Can I get you in my pocket, Guevara?" And then like you know, "Hey, you need that money. You got to be you're gonna be a family man. You need to want that money." And they use that to sucker him to a pin, like all that stuff tied in. So like I, I, I really enjoyed this match. Like this is, you know, um really fun match. Like I, I wouldn't mind rewatching this at all. Moves, match, baby. Moves, baby. Yeah, that too. 
amongst all the oh. movies that did that. Like not look, right. <laughs> if those four aren't quite on the Young Bucks elite level of callbacks and tying and all that kind of stuff, but this was damn good when it came to that. This yeah. really was. Up next, main event, Anarchy in the Arena. Fucking sensational. Um this was just like it was fucking pure chaos. But first, the blackface. Um <laughs> I I I I saw oh, so much where the blackface combat club. I was like, wow, I didn't know they was getting down like this. Um <laughs> Well, buddy, you know, he had the shirt on underneath, you know. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know, I don't know what that has to do with blackface combat. I said, I said, I don't know what to do with Blackpool Combat Club in general. Like, look, there's a lot of people that, that wear nasty stuff that have nothing to do with uh, whatever. But yeah, um, I I don't know how they how he. I'm sure, obviously, I'm sure when they did sound check and all that kind of stuff and said a lot of stuff, he was not that wearing on. that shit. He won't wear that. that. But like there at some no point, way. he had to walk from the back. Who was it? Just it's too late. We can't tell him to take that shit off. Or we can't put a hockey mask over his face. It's too late. He just got to go out there. We can't stop it. I don't know. But explain explain what this is like. <laughs> like like anytime you have a conversation like, where you go like, "Hey, explain me why this isn't blackface," and then it's blackface, <laughs> right? If, if, if you if you can start a question, with, explain to me why that isn't blackface. That's blackface. Period. We're done here in the discussion. Yeah. He's wearing a mask and it has paint underneath, and then there's like a red line under the lip part, and it's like the whole time I'm just like I'm just looking, and I'm like I don't quite get it, but I see it's a mask. I'm like, okay, thank God he's not black, actually blackface. But it was only but a mask. Like, but the mask ended like at his nose. It right, but but I'm like for all like intensive purposes, this it's is blackface. blackface. Like right, <laughs> like. Like uh, I don't know, so they're playing wild thing. Because you'd be like, "Hey, do you remember?" Uh, I, I, uh, this, I think it was Adam Carolla. He's talking about how uh, how Charles Manson had uh, you know the the swastika on his forehead, and then yes. he went to court, and that man covered up the. the he's like, "Hey, what's underneath? That, what's underneath that bandage?" <laughs> like, so this man shows up with half with a black top half, and then a black paint at the bottom. Be like, "Hey, what's underneath that black half?" What what if what if right people that be like hey you know uh, that was a black face he's got the, the mask over the top that you know that wasn't full black face. like hey what so tell me what was underneath the uh, underneath the mask what if Buddy actually had painted his own face <laughs> like, and they were like hey man put this mask, on so it ain't that bad underneath the blackface mask is actually it's more blackface paint <laughs> layers it's, of it's black like a face? Russian it's like a Russian Nesson doll of blackface you gotta peel back the blackface on you boys <laughs> so. I saw this and I was like, "All right." They ended up getting. He ended up catching a super K, double super K for his trouble. So blackface in the end was defeated. But um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Young Bucks. Oh my God. But this shit was fucking crazy, bro. Yes, it was. Um, the part with Claudio and Matt Jackson when they're in the fucking pickup truck, I was like, "Huh," and then. Like that was crazy. He was doing a power driver in that truck. Um I, I just love this whole thing. Like yeah. this was just like literally what it says it is, anarchy. Um I've kind of thought about this year's as compared to last year's, and I think I like last year's more, uh, just slightly. 
Um, but this one was just like, man, like you get the big twist at the end, which is like Cal's on commentary the whole time. Um, you get the fucking exploding uh, super kick, which I just like, you, you know, when you pop for something like really hard and you're just like, I can't believe what the fuck he, what, what he just did. Like, that's why I was like, I didn't even see it, see that coming. I was like, okay, hold on his shoes just exploded in this man's head like what and it looked good i was like wow he's, yeah um, it's all of a sudden he's hitting it like all of a sudden like we're, we're in a fighting video game and like chung lee just came out with a big <laughs> rush with, a, with an energy kick it's like what the fuck what happened here yeah. it was yeah. funny it was funny it's like it's anarchy in the arena so like anything goes like yeah why not put why not like you know have pyro attached to a, a to a shoe it's legal yeah. fuck him yeah um uh- Kenny, Kenny and Hangman, like, kind of doing some double team spots. Like, they yeah. were beating the shit out of each other. Everybody beating like the shit out of each other. Days, yeah. Moxley was bleeding within minutes. Yeah. Uh, of course. Um, this is the first Danielson action in months. Um, trying to think of, like, some other stuff that, that happened. Like, it was just so much. Like, the, the camera's just going all the way around. They played Wild Thing three times or whatever. Um, and I kind of. I would think I would have preferred like the regular song, um, Same. especially but you know, not, no blackface. Yeah, so no blackface with the regular song, but um, yeah. So this whole thing kind of cr- crescendos to where Kenny has Willow Yuta in the ring, like Cal's on commentary at ringside, kind of just wandering around trying to get in the line of vision to distract and stuff like that. Kenny picks up Willow Yuta and turns around on purpose. And then, like, puts him down, essentially luring Don in. And then I'm I'm yelling at the top of my lungs. I'm like, get this motherfucker. Like, it's on. It's time. Like, it's time for you to pay the piper. And then a black blur flies across the screen. And it's uh, Kenosuke Takeshi in a Pushaisi mask. Um, <laughs> doing a fucking uh, a knee to the face. He unmasked. I'm like, oh my god, it's Takeshi. It's Takeshi. And then he unmasked. I'm like, yep, it's Takeshi. Um, so he, basically um, he, they then stab him, I believe, with the, uh, with, with the screwdriver gimmick. And Willer Yuta comes in, seat belts Kenny Omega for the one, two, three. And Takeshita goes off the air. Yes, Matt Jackson lost his shoe in the match, too, also. Um, oh, which yeah. he did some fucking craziness. So, like, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, because yeah, he, he used the shoe, <laughs> and then Claudio was like, give me that fucking shoe. <laughs> he took that yeah. shoe Took the shoe off. So, the, the, anytime Matt Jackson loses his shoe, it's like either you win or you lose. And now... It's like you lose. So the next time he loses a shoe, they're gonna win. Like so, like people have tracked this shit. Okay. So, um, they do a fucking atomic drop, and he he does his shoe, his foot right into the thumbtacks. I'm like, all right, man. Like, like all I be all I ever hear is how how tough the young boss aren't. Like, bro, they've been beating these allegations with a stick for like 15 years now. Like, like shut up. Like, yeah, like my. my- <laughs> Well, my question is about them being not tough, but like, or when I watch it, the matches feel soft. It's not because they don't take crazy bumps or nothing. It's just like the action doesn't feel like if I, I throw in, I don't know, Kota, a Kota Bushi match or a Kenny Omega match and then watch them like it doesn't feel nearly as physically, uh, you know, whatever. But like that's, it, it's a different style. It just is what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I mean, they've had millions of these ladder matches and shit where they do crazy shit. Like, it's not actually a question of soft. It's just like, it just doesn't feel like, you know, watching some, I don't know. Uh, it's not like watching a Noah tag team match. It's not like watching Holy Demon Army, Army, if you will. Or not Noah, but um, AJW. So, it ends with Takeshita, Callis aligned with oh, the BCC. <laughs> seemingly in a super unit. I don't know if they're actually together. Like, or if they're just here fucking Kenny Omega's, like, life up or whatever. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that's what is. I think that's what it is going to be. I, I think it's going to be, like, uh, will th- <clears throat> they're going to tease, like, they're joining forces because it's fuck Kenny Omega. But, like, I don't think they're actually together. I don't think this is, like, uh, the alliance to destroy Elite Mania. I don't, I don't think that's actually what this is. Yeah. Like, I saw this and I, I got pretty excited. Um, and it was, like... It wasn't like somebody turned on Kenny that's fucking sorry that, that I don't want to watch him wrestle. Right. <laughs> so there was a much different feeling on this than say, I don't know, somebody else or whatever. But yeah, I was it, like, it man, is interesting though. I wanted... like, I don't know any of the political like ramifications that come with like, hey, you're the New Japan or you're the IWGP United States champion. Do we really want this dude like feuding with Takeshita? Unless Takeshita mm-hmm. is obviously going to lose. That, that's a whole different discussion, but uh, I, it, it you know, but as far as the match, oh, give me the match, <laughs> give me Bro, the match. This like, and do you think about it? It's like, yeah, this is why he was brought into promotion. Essentially, it's like he's he he built himself up the last couple years, like having all these great matches. Everybody knows who he is now, and then when it's time to like give him this push now. They flip him, put him with Callus. That's an instant hot storyline, yeah. an instant ma- big match for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just gonna be. And now, like that, I don't know, but I think this is the this is the dopest shit going. And they're gonna be um, on the show Wednesday together, I believe, addressing all this. And it follows in a long tradition of, of American pro wrestling history, where it's like, hey, we got a Japanese guy, let's turn him heel. <laughs> Long, long, long tradition. A long tradition. There, there is a is a question for that because I saw a lot of people saying this guy is such a natural, great baby face, and um, I think there is something to that. I think he could have kept him, kept him, you know, doing what he was doing. He was getting over, but this could be like the second coming of the great Muda and Gary Hart. (laughs) Um, this could be, you know, like we already know, Callus is great. And now he's on the other side, like of Kenny. So it's like this. I, I'm all the way in on this dynamic. I think this is like the Kenny Takeshi match. I hope it makes it to one of the pay per view events that they do or something. I hope they don't do it as a as a TV match. Even if you know, I mean, if they do, it'll it'll do great and it'll be awesome. But I just want like I want these pay per views to feel like these you know the AEW pay per views supposed to feel. And I believe they would have a five star match. Yeah, they have a great match, obviously. Like, it's two of the, I don't know, 20 most talented wrestlers in the world. So, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I... So... Obviously, I know they're connected because of the DDT stuff, but I didn't know, but, like... But I never really thought about it. Like, it was just a thing of, like, oh, he's in, he's fucking awesome. I would like to see him versus Kenny Omega, because, like, anytime I see someone awesome, I'm thinking, like, oh, I would like to see them versus Osprey, Okada, Omega, Mayu Iwatani, Shuri. Like, so I always do that kind of stuff anyway. So, um, 
So it doesn't Danielson. So it doesn't really. So it does, so yeah, that went through my mind already. But no, it was like, oh, they're gonna have a program for. It. I thought it was like oh, it's gonna put it on on the air. Like if I can't go in Omega, but this is even better because obviously the storyline evolved. So uh, you know, it would be a great way to get people to uh, that like are blind or, or racist to be like, oh yeah, that that, that fucking Takeshita guy. Like now that he's a dick and whatever else. Like I feel I I care about him one way or the other. Uh, which you know, I always hear is like the big thing about people like whether or not they like wrestling is whether or not they care about the characters. Like, I mean, I, cool, bro. Um, you know, there's different ways to like this stuff at different times and different ways to get it done. But like that, saying like you watch the catch day and like you know watch him wrestle and be like, ah, I'm not really into it. It's like, okay, man, uh, then I get wrestling ain't for you. I just feel like wrestling ain't for you. Like if you want the soap drop, if you want the soap proper stuff, like. Cool, I get it. It does add to matches. Definitely does. Definitely does when it's done well. Um, but like, have you ever seen actual soap operas? They're better than this normally. I, um, I don't get it. Kanosuke Takesha, I hope they burn your cinnamon rolls. <laughs> um, but so, uh, yeah. If, if, that if, was if there was college, if there was like an NIL or whatever else, like Takesha and Cinnabon, that'd be that'd be nice. Listen. Oh, NIL yes. package. Yeah. They would have they would have to uh break bread with, with old Takesh. Takesh. You know. <laughs> At the end. <laughs> Set of one band. Oh man. You know, like I can't believe you know, you know, the way he's bringing shame. Cinnabon may may actually like you know want to bring him to the table and be like, hey, we had to renege this nil deal. <laughs> you adding up. You adding outside of yourself. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I, last two matches were great. Overall, yeah. very uneven show. Yeah. Nowhere near the best uh, effort they can do. Yeah. Um, and I think they need to refocus a lot of the booking uh, when it comes to getting people to do clean jobs, and yeah. you know, without the need for all this protection and stuff like that. And it's, it's <laughs> look, it's going to be hard to convince people they need to lose. I imagine. But you gotta do it, or else like your like your whole shit is gonna get it's just gonna keep going down and more unsatisfying and more unsatisfying, and it's just gonna be like less investment from a lot of people. So yeah. there's your warning, yeah, right there. Uh, you know, I think they'll do. You know, now because you gotta also think this is lost in this is like, or, and I think people are putting this out, but like I think it's understated. Like the amount of resources that were tied to these two matches. Between the pillar pillars match in uh, Anaheim Arena, like Danielson, Moxley, uh, uh, Claudio, Yuta as a you know utility guy, the Young Bucks, the best tag team of this generation, Kenny Omega, one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time, Hangman, uh, one of the best uh, champions uh, in the last five years of pro wrestling, the last decade of pro wrestling, uh, you know, like. That's a lot of acts that were tied together that were, that were put into all this stuff. Oh, and then also you throw in the pillar stuff where MJF, Jungle Boy, Guevara, and Darby is like that's a lot of individual and tag acts, or whatever else that were put to, that were put into just slotted into two matches. And like I feel like you know that two hours and forty something minutes stretch of uh, this ain't good enough. Like that will be rectified shortly. The more they break this stuff up and they move on from this, like once we get past like you know. Um, what do you call it? Uh, once we get past like blood and guts, we think or whatever else, like we start getting into you know um, 
all we need to start breaking these matches in, up in out, singles like and once, tags. once they start stabilizing this card or whatever else we're, we're, i think we'll be back to cooking i think we will um yeah but i guess james um at this point i need to stall <laughs> install install so um Actually, you know, before I do that, I'll, I'll do a quick, p- cheap plug for myself. So, if you guys ever listen to the One Nation Radio intro, if you do a podcast or anything, like, damn, I'd like to have Rich do my intro. Hit me up. There will be a link in Fiverr, uh, a Fiverr link in the uh, description. Uh, that is a service I will be offering, and check it out, and we'll get your audio right. So, like, Fiverr is almost like Cameo for stuff for rap, or in the, in this case, rap. Yeah, you you can call you 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 can say that. So, um, are you taking any, what, are, are you taking requests? I am. No, 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 not like not like just intros or whatever else. Like, could, <coughs> oh could yes, potential, could, sorry. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I, I'll hit you up. I, I want you to make something <laughs> that make you some make some real stupid. So, God we'll, damn it. We'll, we'll, uh, so the last time, the last time you did this, that's for go off air. It's 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 kind of funny. I was thinking exactly that. <laughs> It's, it's it's time for the EP. <laughs> My oh, God! Oh man! Um. So, uh, without further ado, I guess it's time to hit the music. Stardom. Okay, so what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Do you want to get to it now, or do you want to just go through the card real quick and then we get to it at the end? I imagine. I'm imagining. Uh, go ahead, take us through the card, James. Okay, so flashing champions pay per view. Uh, last year was more of the night of champions uh setting where like every t- title was defended. Um, I believe we'll see how this goes, but like, I believe they decided to split this up between the two. Like they're having a midsummer champions pay-per-view, uh, I believe, uh, I think this is early July. Um, but what they did with this is they had, um, trios match and then a title versus title match, uh, f- uh, between red belt and white belt in the main event. Um, overall general thoughts in this card was, uh, it was better than the AEW show. <laughs> <laughs> like after watching that and then watching it was like oh that was that's a better show uh but at the same time i was like given the standard of what uh these two normally do these two promotions normally do on pay-per-view uh i was uh a bit down and also this is like you know uh, we're still i still feel because uh of what is happening with the uploads uh uploading schedule and stardom being so far behind on stuff that like i'm still kind of dealing with the afterglow of 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 All Star Cinderella, which is like one of the greatest shows ever. And I was like, well, am I supposed to be upset that they can't match one a, a, a match a show that had like six to to seven matches that had uh, six to eight matches that had four stars? So uh, whatever. But um, I still would say like at worst this is a good show, probably very good. But uh, running through it, um, they they put Shuri in the opener uh, with Aya Sakurai, the Karate Girl, the rookie. Um, versus uh Ram Kaichu and, and Michael Ozaki. Uh, Michael Ozaki basically just uh bullied around Aya and ended up being there with uh, a torture rack, made her tap out. Um, 
end up giving this a two and two and a quarter. A lot of it was goofing around with, with Ram because Ram, you know, comedy wrestler, blah, 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 blah. Um, I see Shuri on that Utami plan. Uh... <laughs> Well, I think she, I forgot what she was doing last paper. I can't remember, but, uh, like she's doing better than what Tommy was at the time, but it still is like, oh, okay. Um, she's kind of just floating around. Uh, I think it also has, it's also an issue where like, um, normally in the situation, they would have had her be tag champions with Mariah, but they decided to do her and mm. Mariah and Ami. So like that's, so right now she's kind of just, you know, Doing trio stuff on house shows, um, and we'll see what happens with the generational thing they're going to do. I, we haven't talked about that since they've done that. Um, generational thing they're doing is uh, they had a uh, well, it's not it's not officially up yet, <laughs> but or upload on the show on the uh, on Starting World. But like Suzu Suzuki has called basically called forth Micah and Utami and Kamatani and. Uh, had those four call out like you know the basically the, the main defenders of the promotion Julia Tam Mayu and Shuri and um, at the Cork and Hall show on uh, I think next week on the fourth they're going to have a, a eight person tag match um, and we'll see what happens from there they also are having uh, Micah do a lot of tag matches with uh, Suzu and um, May Sierra formerly Hoshizuki. Because, uh, like, Suzu and May have been tagging around a lot so far. So, like, they might be on, be on the lookout for if possibly, you know, Micah moves into another faction. Um, hey, but, so, 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 Hazuki didn't go on no podcast and start crying about how this is stupid or anything? No. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Neither did Momo. Thanks. Neither did Azumi. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Didn't happen. Okay. No. Th- thanks, Ricky. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, wow. uh,. So uh, after that, they didn't do, get into announcements. They announced uh, the Grand Prix. It's twenty people this year. Um, last year was twenty six. It's twenty. It's twenty this year. They announced eighteen people. Um, they announced uh, Mayu, Hazuki, Tam, Nasapoi, uh, Sayoriano, Mina, Utami, Azumi, Kamatani, Shuri, Mirai, Ami, Julia, Micah, Nasco, Kid, Momo. And Suzu, that's eighteen. So like, and that's then, uh, will try hard, huh? She'll try hard. Oh yeah, I think so. I just think that if I'm gonna in this in this promotion, is she one of the eighteen most talented wrestlers? Not even close. So, um, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, <sighs> there are people on here that like. So, for example, right, Saki Saki Kashima's not on here. Kaguma's not on there. Uh, Eda's not on here. Uh, so like, what hand is not on there? So what they're doing is they're having a uh, a battle royal on uh, June eighteenth to decide the last two slots who gets in. They're not going to do the, the the geek grand prix. They're just going to do a battle royal on the last two, I guess, make it. So um, look forward to that. But uh, moving on, uh, second match in the card, you have Queen's Quest versus. Uh, Oedotai, you have Utami, Kamatani, and Hina versus Kid, Raka, and, and Rina. So, um, I'm going to keep mentioning it as, as a running gag. Like, because of the upload schedule, you've missed a lot of stuff going. that's happened since uh, in the last, like, I think the last show they've uploaded was Hameka's, uh thing from two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Man. Just, you don't know when they uploaded that? Yesterday. 
So anyway, hey, hey, um, hey, Sonny, w- w- so, come on, Sonny, bro. So what's so, the deal? What's the deal, dog? You overworked, dog? <laughs> what's, what's going on here, man? So since Kamatani lost the match at uh at Yokohama Arena and lost the white belt, she's been tagging with Utami on road two shows, and there's ends up being a mal uh, a malfunction at a junction. One of them botches and hits the other one, or causes the other one to get banana peeled and pinned. And they walk off and there's growing frustration with each other. Um, and it's all happening at the same time while they're doing this generational struggle that they're calling it with, you know, Kamatani, Utami, and the rest versus the, the main eventers. Main event mafia, mm-hmm. if you will. So um, that seems to go, that seems to looks like it's going to reach a boiling point at some point. And in this match, um, Utami gets up, uh, I think it was Rena, like in a deadlift. Uh, German position, and Kamatani's going to come off with with a missile drop kick. So they're going for the missile drop kick, you know, d- left German uh, combination. Rina escapes, I believe, and obviously Kamatani drop kicks Utami. Utami gets up, and they start scrapping. They just start throwing elbows at each other. Um, they, it gets broke up. Uh, Kamatani's a legal person. Uh, she's she's uh, it was Rawaka actually that was up in the air. So Rawaka and Kamatani keep going. Eventually, Kamatani ends up getting Raka and with gets her with a flash. Her Karana and Utami stops. You can see in the camera shot stops. Uh, I think with Starlight Kid from getting the ring, bringing it to the pin. So after Kamatani gets the pin, Utami just storms off. Like she gets in the ring to get her hand held up. Rina's the one holding her hand, and uh, they're in, and she's in between Kamatani and Rina. I'm sorry, and, uh, and Utami and Utami just storms out, and Kamatani follows after. And um, it's, it's it's still still building. We'll see where it ends up going in a month or in three months, whenever it gets uploaded. But, uh, yeah. So, but, uh, it was a good match. I'm giving it three. Um, then you end up getting, uh, stars versus <laughs> stars versus, uh, club Venus, uh, Mayu, Hazuki, Kaguma, and Hannon versus Waka, Mariah, Zena, and Jesse. Um, yeah. So, <sighs> <laughs> I'm just gonna power through. I'm just gonna power through. Nope. So, nope. So, no, I'm gonna power air, through. Off the air I'm material. Power through. We're not talking about that because we're not talking about that. We're gonna power through. So Kaguma on the house shows and Mariah have been doing this running gag where like Kaguma tries to get Mariah to do the bear stuff, you know, the bear pose, and Mariah looks like she's about doing it. Last second, she decides to start like slipping her disc and shaking her ass, right? She's trying to throw some. She ain't throwing none, but that's neither here nor there. She's trying and give a for effort, I guess. So, um, so that's been a running gag where she starts twerking and then, you know, it pisses off Kaguma and they go from there. So they do the same thing. They try to do the whole thing. And then, you know, it's, all of a sudden while it's happening, Kaguma starts yelling out, no sexy. <laughs> Uh, so it, it, it's just it's hilarious. No sexy, and then they, they keep going at it. But uh, at the end of this match, you know, with uh, Mayu, need to need to go ahead and and assimilate. <laughs> I can't call it, but uh, it, it is funny. Uh, so um, basically, in this match is uh, Hannon goes down to the final stretch with uh with Jesse, and then uh. Hannah ends up slapping on her her flash finish pin, ends up getting uh, the pin on Jesse, and uh, 
but it, it is a good match. It's fun. A lot of teamwork stuff or whatever else. I'm just fast forwarding through this because we, we talked like two hours on a pay-per-view show. Uh, the AWB. Yeah. So anyway, um, outside on the floor, Mayu and Mariah are, are teasing a uh, IWGP Women's title match. We'll see whether or not that happens. I don't think it will, but, you know, it, always be teasing. Always be teasing matches. Um, so... Um, next match after that, you end up getting Micah and Suzu in uh, May. Sierra versus Nanai. Uh, Una Mizumori and uh, Hanako, the, the six-foot uh, uh, rookie. And um, Micah and uh, Nanai got in the ring together. And, like, they're always great together. And it's just you see them just beat the shit out of each other. It's fun. And then um, you get Suzu in there with Nanai. And, you know, like, Suzu... She's great and she's tough as fuck and all that kind of stuff, but she's still short and nice is the nigh. So so it's just it's just like they, they just beat each other up and that's fun and the night the nice in there is it's it's very good and then like when the nice not in there it's just it drops down a level obviously but um it was still a fun match at the end they end up having um Sierra I see uh, sorry I'll say I see you has not been back yeah has not been back uh yeah. And then I still doing her regular dates. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but, um, yeah, at the end, you end up with, uh, Hanako, Hanako in there. And also, uh, May Sierra and Sierra, May Sierra is winning with a running drop kick. I did not well, know man. this was 1985, but whatever. <laughs> uh, we obviously, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know what the rest of her what the rest of her stuff is or whatever else. I've only seen her wrestle maybe like six times, but like normally she pins somebody with a with a flash finish or whatever else. I didn't know her finish was running drop kick, but we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Uh, so um, then you end up getting the uh, triple threat high speed match between Azumi, Saki, and Death, and um, there was a botch by Azumi early in this match. <laughs> Where uh, she gets both of them on the floor in the corner, and she goes to do her corner dive, and she slipped off the ropes, and her her uh, her she landed her side first, like ribs, onto the connector from the turnbuckle uh, to the post. That shit like it hurt so bad, and then from there, they just got back in the ring, at just just moved on to the next sequence of stuff, and like you forgot it happened like thirty seconds later, and moved so goddamn fast. Um, Death was great in this match. Saki was great in this match. Zumi, Azumi, after the botch, was herself, which is great. And um, they teased so many near falls and bot- stuff that even got me. And I've seen them wrestle, you know, do the high speed near fall stuff a million times. Um, this match was really short, but if this match had went like four minutes longer. I could have been chalked in the going four stars on this. That's how like awesome all four of them were. At the end, um, they have Azumi on the outside trying to get back in. They knock her off the apron for as she tries to like uh springboard back in. And then off the ropes comes Def with the uh with the O'Connor roll. And uh Saki ends up escape getting out, uh, out and up to her feet and then hits her flash crucifix pin and gets the win. She uh is now the high speed champion. Azumi didn't have to do a job. Um I saw mm-hmm. people com- uh have complaints about like well, she was such a long standing champion great champion you will like somebody to you know you know obviously hand it down all that kind of stuff and i would say i agree with you while also knowing the, like the history of the high speed title um 
like Hazuki lost that belt to Riho by not getting pinned. Riho lost that belt to uh, Azumi by not getting pinned. It just happens to happen in these ho- in these high speed ma- uh, matches for some reason. But um, Saki's the champion. The crowd was very happy for her. She's first over. belt ever, right? Is her first singles belt ever? Yes. She cried. She's so happy. Sorry. Look at that. Look at Saki prospering. Yeah, yeah, and like thriving. The, th- the thing that's funny is um. When I've watched her over the years, I've always thought, like, she could be in the high-speed division, but she never really ever, like, had any interest until this year. She had a match earlier in the year with uh, with with uh, Azumi, high-speed match, that she almost won. She lost, and then Azumi just kept going, and then she got the rematch here and got it as a three-way, and she ended up pinning Death. And, you know, obviously, you know, Death's a dead ringer, so... um it's a really fun match, and um, Saki's champion. Um, obviously, the person that you think is eventually going to get it is uh, May Sierra, but um, you know, in the time being, like her next defense will be a singles match versus uh, Death, so that should be very good. And then we'll go from there. We'll see how long she holds it. Like I feel like Stardom's in this pattern now, or not pattern. Like they're in the habit of breaking all the patterns and cycles they have right now. Like mm-hmm. it used to be, you know. You think about like the white the white belt champion. All right, let's start with Hoshiki, or actually, let's start with Momo. Momo's a champion from when uh, when she took it off Io because Io was leaving for WWE. She lost it a year later to Hoshiki. Hoshiki carried it for uh, almost a year, or actually just past a year. No, I'm sorry, almost a year. She retired. Belt goes to Julia. Julia had it for eight months. Belt goes to Tam. Tam had it for nine months. Belt goes to Kamatani. Kamatani had it for like 15 months. Um, Red Belt. Uh, Mayu had it for for 11 months. Uh, Utami had it for like 13 months. Shuri had it for a year. Um, short title reign for uh, Julia. Um, you look at the high speed thing. Azumi set the high speed defense record. Uh, so like, you know, they're, they're starting to move these titles now. Uh, I, f- I feel like they kind of feel like you know, you're used to long champions. Now we're gonna start shocking to the system and kind of get like people to feel like if there is a ty- if there is a challenger with a pulse, you're gonna now believe that they can actually win. As opposed to like, nah, they're gonna lose two times before they eventually get it. Uh, so um, I, f- I feel like that's a call for the best. Um, I don't want not do I want like you know everybody gets the belt for two months. No, that's stupid. But um, if you got to break it, if you look at yourself and be like, hey, everybody feels like nobody can ever win for until they get to the, you know, six month mark, then that is a problem. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on from there, uh, the tag team titles, Mirai and Ami versus Momo and Nasako. I think this is the worst bowl match I've ever seen. Ooh. It, not to say that it's bad, I am giving this three and a quarter, but for the length of time it went, I don't think I've ever seen a moment match. It went over 10 minutes that like left me just like, uh, how much time has gone by? Um, mm-hmm. They just weren't, they just, it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. Um, Mom, Mariah and Mom were actually good in this match. It's just Nasco and Ami, they just weren't on. They didn't have it and um, didn't work out. So, uh, you know, they cheated a little bit. Um, Obviously, the uh, guys I thwarted it, and at the end, you end up having um, <clears throat> you end up having uh, Nasco going up after cheating to try to hit a swan time bomb to get the win, and Mariah uh, gets out the way. And as uh, 
Nasco gets up or, or misses the Swanton. Um, Mariah capitalizes and hits her with a flash finish. She gets the win. Uh, I ended up giving it four or three and a quarter. Um, I, I was surprised. I was surprised that this didn't, this match wasn't better, honestly. Uh, but anyway, um, after this, after this, Queen's Quest pulls up. Queen's Quest and Oedo Tai start fighting. And it's not translated. I don't know what's happening in these shows that aren't uploaded or translated. No idea. Um, I don't know if they've been going at it for a while. I have no idea. But um, they want a match. They're going to do a faction versus faction cage match. And they're going to do it, um, I want to say the eight, the 25th of next month. So there'll be plenty of time to build matches or build up the what they're going to do with each other. Also, like I think that also ties in what's going on between Kamatani and, and Utami. Will another Queen's Quester defect over to Oedo Tai? Is that in the cars? All that. Um, so and also like it's about time that they got to a Queen's Quest versus Oedo Tai match after Momo turn heel, where it's like this feels like a blow off of what happened. Like they 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 just never they never did anything after that happened last year. Or at the end of last year. I'm sorry, the end of 2022. My bad. I'm sorry, the end of 2021. I'm sorry. It's not just, this happened a few months ago. This happened like a year and a half ago where this happened. And like never any resolution. It just dropped it off and never did anything with it. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, some main event. Trio's title match. Restart. Kyrie, Naspoi, and Sayori versus Julia, Tekla, and Mai. Um, this match was fun as fuck. Uh, <laughs> you have you get a section of Sayori with Julia. You get a section of Julia beating the shit out of Kyrie and then Kyrie firing back from underneath. Um, you get Tekla and Poi to start off, and like it was just fun as hell. Um, the final two come down to Julia and come down to uh Sayori. And, like, it looks like Sayori's going to put Julia away, and then Julia slaps on her, you know, uh, the Ganasuke clutch, like, her her flash finish, um, and, like, just catches Sayori and pins her. So, like, restart, VO, VO-ass faction, or, or group, yeah, VO, much like CM Punk. So, um, you know, Julia lost her red belt within a month, or, I'm sorry, a month and three days. Trio's champion. They keep, they keep a belt on her when they can, whenever they can. This the same similar thing happened when she lost the white belt. She was tag champion, like next pay per view. Um, but yeah, fun match. Uh, I can see people going to full four on this. I end up going just short, but yeah, super fun. Uh, then the main event: Tam versus Mina. So there's stuff missing because of because uh, of the obviously gap in down upload times. But from what I have pieced together on this whole thing. Of this bill from what people have said is that um Tam that Ju- sorry that my or sorry Mina um has like she won the white belt and she and because she won the white belt she wants the world she challenge she she's open challenges Tam or open challenges but like challenges Tam to a belt versus belt match and she says uh in the build to it like yeah and after I beat Tam I'm going after Mayu I want to be a triple crown champion um, so Tam on her end is like, Hey man, you, you ask for too much. I didn't ask you for a title match. You put your, if you wanted a red belt match, I give it to you, but you, you want to throw yours on the line. All right. I ain't gonna turn down the title shot. 
And in the, in the, in the build to this, Tam said that, uh, that Mina is a fake Tam. You can't beat the fake. You can't beat, you can't beat the root with the fake. Um, this match happens. Bro, and what about the part where Mina Shirakawa was like, I dedicate this to my, my, my father won't come to these matches and like, I will have an empty seat waiting for him. And then she fucking loses. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, let me get through the match, and then you. Can oh, my fault. I, yeah. my, I thought that was that's part how, of that's the. That's how you build the. You build up to all bad that stuff audio. Then, my yeah. bad. So, um, yeah, she she said that like her father is more or less ashamed, embarrassed, whatever you want to call it. That she's chosen this profession, um, and you know, like a lot of her inspiration comes from watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, and watching you know being a huge fan of Liger, um, huge fan of Muda, obviously. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, she's due to Romero special. She hasn't done that as much. Now she's doing more of the figure four stuff and more of the Muda stuff. And especially with like the, the, you know, the haberdashery she's been wearing of late, uh, the flashiness. Um, so, you know, they had her match in the outside on the floor. Um, Tam does the dive. She goes for more on the floor and, uh, Mina gets her up and drops her and, uh, drops her on the floor knees first. Oh, pulls up the uh, the ring mats, drops her on the knees again. They end up um, up on the ramp, top of the ramp. Uh, and Mina goes to try to drop her knees first, drop Tam knees first onto the uh, the top of the ramp. Tam escapes and then hits her with the big back suplex onto the top of the ramp, end it back in the ring. And uh, Tam's in control. Mina fights her way back with big slaps and kicks. And uh, working on, and then gets... Uh, Tam's leg and keeps working back on that leg. Tam can't do nothing with the leg. Uh, ex- excellent selling. Um, and then, like, <sighs> Mina gets up Tam after working over her leg, gets after already having her in the long figure four lock, and you know, Tam fought for the ropes after a long ch- trip. Mina gets Tam up, and, you know, Mina had just established this new finisher. Like the, uh, the, basically her Mina driver, except like with the legs, the figure four Mina driver, where she crosses the legs and drops you, um, after she, you know, tapped out, um, Kamatani with, or like beat Kamatani with it, beat Natsupoy with it. Her third title match, her third championship match involving this stuff, worked over the legs to perfection, like she, her game plan, like normally is, goes to drop with the figure, drop Tam with the figure four driver, and Tam kicks out. And then Mina wants to start crying. She, Almost breaks. She tries to get her back up to go for it again. Tam escapes. Tam uh, fights back. It ends up going to a uh, a tie. Basically, they both fall to the ground to get back up. Um, Tam then from there beats her to the punch. Gets Mina on the ground. Hits her with the bicycle, the big bicycle knee. That there's a meme of or a video meme of like watching Nasapoy's face reaction when she hits her with this. We're like. It almost she hit her so hard that like Nazapoy like short circuited like she's like tweak she, she starts tweaking. Tam then gets Mina, gets her up, hits her with the uh, hits her with the Nazapoy uh, big big looping um, spin kick, then hits the uh, the Twilight Dream and the, I'm sorry then hits the uh, uh, Violet Screwdriver then hits the Twilight Dream and pins. Mina, in 17 minutes, in a match that everyone thought was going to a 30-minute time limit draw. Um, 
I gave this match four and a quarter. Uh, I I thought this match was great. I do not like the idea of you have a baby face that Bro, people like, wanted. They had a great story, now. and then they beat her within a. They gave her one defense, and then they beat her within like forty days of her get, getting her conquering championship. That's fundamentally bad. It's fundamentally bad. I don't care. I don't. Bro. I don't care what it means. I don't care what it means for Tam. I'm not talking about that. What they did was a bad idea, and like the way that this storyline has gone, where Mina shows up with uh, at Sumo Hall on the 29th of of December with uh, Club Venus, she is still with Cosmic Angels and with them, and looks and making these faces like she looks like she's emotionally you know, struggling with what she wants to do with being, you know, want to start on faction or just stay with Tam or just make it a subunit or whatever else for all these months, get to the week, the go home shows for Yokohama arena and then drop the bomb on Tam and break up cosmic angels six days before both of them are going into this, into the white belt and red belt title matches. They both win together and then immediately they fe- immediately feud with each other. And then 40 days later, it revolves, it has one of them lose the belt instead of building towards this over months. I don't, I don't get this. They I shot, lost they shot half a year worth, three months, half a year worth of shit in the span of 40 days. This was way too fast. This was, this was, regardless of the general plan of we need to, you know, jolt the system with, or we feel we need to jolt the system with like giving people matches that people think are going to result in time limit draws and then giving them actual finishes or we're going not going to have super long uh, title runs. Cool. You you don't do this to somebody that was Bro, in the middle of something. Her. I don't want to say special in the middle of something really hot. I, I don't get that. Like she won the title in incredible fashion. Like she's been geeked out. This is like, um, like this is not good. Like, you know, she defended the belt once against Nazapoy and then drops it, and then it's like, yo, now what? Like, and then right. I heard it was like some type of thing. She was like, Yeah, you can rejoin Cosmic Angels as like the number four person or some shit like that yeah. after. I'm like, Yeah, is that really gonna happen? Like, no, I no, hope no, no, not. no, 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 Jesus no, no, she, no, no, Tam, no, 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 Tam was just being a dick. Oh because okay. like she's still upset that like, okay, so from me's perspective, it was like, I love this woman. She's taught me everything. I don't become the wrestler I am without her because she's such a great leader. Um, but similar fashion to when Tam left Mayu, like, you can't be number you can't be number one while being number two. Someone's number two. You just can't do it, right? Plus, you throw in the stuff of like, I wanted to win these belts with I wanted to win the tag belts with Tam. Never happened. Uh she wins him immediately with Nassipoy, clearly like I'm there's something wrong with me. I'm the problem. I need to look inward and like need to try to figure this stuff out on my own. Like maybe I need to, you know, try the leadership route. Starts um Cosmic Ain't or sorry, starts Club Venus, you know, becomes a, a you know, starts out, they start out hot, they sell a bunch of merchandise, she wins a belt, it finishes the story from what happened when she got her face knocked out or her teeth knocked down her throat to to this. Great, great triumphant, great redemption story, right? Great story of like when she, you know, that promo she cut like after she got her teeth knocked out in front of the camera. She's like, I'm going to come back from this. And it, and like to prove that like I, to prove to people that like, like I am a wrestler and like there's hope. Like, because if I don't do this and I, then I, then I failed in everything I've tried to do for the last however many years. And then she does it and you're happy for her. 
and like she had the match with Nasapoy, and like that match was great, and it was like she won, we're going to you know, just feed her, you know, consistently really good, you know, talent in the in these in these semi advances. She can handle it, and that was the main event of that particular pay per view. Yeah, man. And then they, and then they just like... for two weeks later after that, just cut off like do it in in a vacuum. Do I want to see a Tam Mina thirty minute title match? Not really, because I think that I think like the time they went is like that's the that's the best case scenario for both of them as far as maximizing what they what they can all do together, right? Because because so much of what Mina does is influenced by Tam, and what Tam is good at it's because the same thing that Mayu's really good at get your ass beat to death. Fight back like and scrap like crazy, and then make get into a tie ball game, and they see you're going down the final stretch, and anyone can win. That is, it's just simple stuff they do, like a back and forth with them. Mayu can do that because Mayu's more talented and versatile than Tam and Mina are. Um, but like, even Tam struggles at length to go have a back and forth match unless it's with someone that's like at the top of the card, like Julia, Shuri, or Mayu, or whatever else. Mm-hmm. I, Mina. We're, we're just now getting Mina to the point where it's like we can consistently have her with a game plan to stay, you know, ahead or right. be an under, a underdog baby face that can beat anybody or also lose to anybody. And she was showing that, like, she could have 15-minute matches and can have great matches. So, like, from that part, it's like you killed her character and also you, like, cut off her growth potential because of, like, what she had shown over this, this year. Um, yeah. I, I just I, I don't they're up to something I don't know what it is um but I, I don't like I don't I didn't like this I didn't like this for Mina at all I didn't like this for Mina yeah. was like if you want to do the match eventually or whatever else and do and then do the title change cool do it four months later five months later do it like or do it like the first review after the Grand Prix but 40 days yeah yeah it, and it does is this too much is this too much for tam now is this just like overkill it's like i don't even think about man, what I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even thinking about what they're doing with tam like the only thing that comes to mind is like she's retiring soon and like it almost in, in a way it almost feels like well i did not put her over at the time when she should have been put over and she's always and she's always been like basically employee of the month and done a million jobs for this uh, a million like jobs like outside of like uh, the ring stuff, where she's like a secretary, she does a voiceover for for uh, the We Are Starting recap show. She does everything mm-hmm. for this company and was doing it for years and was selling merch and all that kind of stuff. And we never valued that. And like she was always top champion, even though we never pushed her uh, to the level of a Julia or Hoshiki or whoever else. And she was more over these people. And like now. And now that like the clock seems like it's running out now, it's like, all right, well, let's, let's, you know, you done everything we ever asked you for. We didn't appreciate you. So let's now like heap all this stuff upon you now. And it's like, well, cool. But like Tam's not, so they're not, so the, the official thing is this isn't like, they're not combining the titles. I don't, I would hope not. No, they're, they're not, not like, well, and, well, and then well, like, the you, know, is, you know, the IWGP's in there, like, you know, I, I that's what I thought. I was like, man, are they gonna do? Or is this white belt on the way out? Like, no, no, no. So, like, so that's the thing that people have because like, because we're not uncharted territory. It's like the company is kind of predictable as far as like what is the long term track of what these people are or what, what who's gearing up for what who's going to have their big triumphant moment. Now they're at a point where it's like, all right, we're kind of breaking this and make like, I guess the B and C reviews to feel more like anything can happen. Like any, you know, you can see anything. So yeah. 
they um Tam is Tam has no intention of defending the red and white belt match or red and white belt in the same match. Like won't be a red belt match, won't be a white belt match. Who knows how long she will be red or white belt champion, whatever, doesn't matter. But she's not gonna do that. Um so Remember, like Mariah, she won the Cinderella tournament. She never decided on never decided on who what belt she was going after, red or white. After this match, and after Tam tells Mina, like, you know, um, if you want to come back, you can be the fourth. You can be number four. You were number two. You were two, you were two A's, two B, depending on whoever was in that boy or Unagi. You can come back and be number four now. Um, obviously, Mina goes off crying. Um, and says, like, she'll come back from this. Like, uh, I have an idea what they could do, but whatever. Um, like, they can obviously do a rematch down the line eventually and have Mina get the belt back from town. Um, whatever. But I, I don't really like, I don't really love that idea either. But whatever. Um, put both that's belts like on town. Real so killing. Sorry? Like, that's like a real, like, demolition of a character, like, of, uh, like yo, why did they do that to them? And then it's, like it's, the dad it's, part it's too, real Dusty like, Rosie, and isn't it? It's like yo, they they just they just cut your legs off, like like Mother Joe. They killed him in them. Yeah, you stupid Mother Joe. Um, <laughs> so Mariah comes out. Mariah challenges for the white belt. Um, that's going to be at the July. I think it's at the July pay per view. Things at the early July pay per view. Um, so. From the Tam mean perspective of the build of it, Tam was like, hey, I knew you were going to leave eventually. I didn't think you were going to leave like the week before our fucking title matches. Like, I wanted to celebrate and all that kind of stuff together. This sucks. I feel betrayed. And then she started, you know, doing the, you're going back and forth sniping each other. And then eventually, what, in that, in that meantime, Tam's burying her saying like, you're a fake Tam Nakano. And then she fucking beats her. And it's like, then she says, hey, you know, um, if you want to, you come back and be fourth. And then like, I guess today, right? Today. So that story, the thing you mentioned about how Mina, um, she wanted, she left a ticket for her dad to show up. I don't know when that her dad attended, but today there was. I thought I heard he did, and then she lost. Either way, it sucks. Showing up, not showing up. Either or, way, it sucks. Because look, because yes. look, where's this is still the third best match of Mina's career, singles match of Mina's career, whatever, right? So like, regardless. You got a great match. It's just it's a it's it's a it's a it's a head scratching yeah. slash heartbreaking loss. Uh, but or not, but continuing on with this, right? Thinking about that, right? This is now that is the not part of the storyline. Just the stuff you're following as a person, the fan. Just new. That's just a new story that her dad showed up or left or she left ticket for her dad to show up to this thing. Now that now that she's made it, right? I think today or last night, uh, Tam did a uh, did Tokyo Sports article about how about how supportive her parents are and how uh, her dad how her dad gave her the advice that when like when uh, Mina and Sukiyama left, that is like you know one of the one of the investing or one of the important things or one of the fulfilling things of like being a leader is that like when you also have people that you led become leaders themselves right so like i'm reading that and i'm re- thinking that i'm reading this with the con- under the context of like me and the dad may or may not have showed it to that show and then tam like if they didn't like if we didn't know that they didn't like each other in real life that you'd be like oh she's twisting a knife in kayfabe like she's like 
oh, your dad didn't show up? Well, my dad did. And that's why I, because I, have, I, have, a, I have a non-toxic, like, support structure around me. I'm like, oh, man, Tam is, Tam is really out here between what she did to Julie and what she did to, uh, what she's doing to me. Like, she right. is out here, like, acting like this is American pro wrestling and not Japan. <laughs> Wait, she's being petty. It's awesome. This is the good guy. You know. <laughs> Look. Um, you know how that is when it comes to Japan. Every, both people are tweeners or whatever else, and you say mean things. She's a top champion. What you're rooting for is get people to, you know, for a title change. So she is pulling an Okada. She is turn. She is. How do I say this? She is saying things that a surly prick would say. So, and in that case, in this particular situation, it worked. Like. I, look, I was hoping for a draw the whole time. And then once she got her up and hit her with the Vala screwdriver and then grabbed her immediately, I was like, oh, she's going to beat her. And then, like, she hit her with the, she, she hit her with the uh, Twilight Dream. I was like, oh, she's not kicking out. She's going to have two belts. She's the double champion. And I was like, this is so, this is so weird. Like, because they gave her that losing stretch from, um, from what? Uh, when they lost the belts to, to, um, uh, to seven up at Sumo Hall, she got beat inside of six minutes at at the Tokyo Dome. Um, they lost the first match in Triangle Derby, and then like from there, she they basically won everything up until they got to the block final of Triangle Derby and lost. And then she, you know, she's winning her matches, whatever else the 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 uh the people cycle out. She uh she wins the red belt. Um, she wins matches and she wins matches all the time now. Cause obviously she's in, she has three, you know, she has a three person faction. has all three good wrestlers that are pushed and like now she's a two, she's like seemingly out of nowhere. She's the double champion. She's, she's now like, so now that she won the white belt again, she is now the uh, third person to ever, I'm sorry, the fourth person to ever hold the white belt twice. Aki Yazakawa. Um, Io Shirai and Mayu Iwatani. She is now, uh, or she was already when she won the red belt, she became the fifth person to ever hold the red and white belt. Uh, Io Shirai, Mayu Iwatani, Kairi Hojo, um, and Julia and her. And, um, now she's the second person to ever hold the red and white belt at the same time. The only other person to ever do that was, uh, Mayu in 2017. And she didn't hold no two belts for long. Like, I think like she lost her. I think she lost like the white belt like a month after she won both or, or won the the red belt. So um, I don't think this is a long term thing. I think that like she's. I think that Mariah's getting the white belt, and I'm just like okay. So like if that's the case, and I'm then thinking about it. Is like just challenge for the red belt. Like that's like what are you doing? That's like her logic. You got her, a money in the bank briefcase, and you want the yeah. fucking U.S. belt. Like her logic. Her logic was: I have, I'm young. I still have plenty of years in me. And then Tam was like, "That's stupid." <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what Tam was like, "That's dumb. That's I dumb. Agree. And, that's dumb and egotistical. And and your hubris is gonna come and bite you. That you would think you have all these years of just compete. You're like I am Tam Nakano. Don't you know this is Joshi? Yeah, don't you know this is Joshi? Don't you know that this is a promotion where if you are underdog babyface, that you will be chasing that motherfucker for years and years and years, and then you might finally get it, or you don't, or you get hurt and you leave. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, but let's say let's say Mariah does uh win the white belt, right? So, <laughs> basically, what like, it tells doesn't me, she immediately have to t- challenge her to a red belt match after that, or, or that what? too? Like, 
that too. And also it's like, all right, so y'all do y'all just never want to, y'all never want to do the mean thing, but like people clamor for it. So you're like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's just do it. Just do it because we, because people will say that we miss opportunity if we don't do it. But it's like, you did miss opportunity. It only went 40 days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not and it's like, that. and it's like, all right, so you made somebody two time champions from the only be champion for like a month, two double champions for a month. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're doing. We're in a weird, like, because I'm not, because the upload schedule is so far behind, I, I don't feel like I'm in tune with this promotion right now and everything they're doing. And also, like, they're doing this stuff, or not doing, they're, they're changes. They're, they've made Tam like the ace out of nowhere. Do you ever think that was going to happen? I didn't. No. Like what happened? What happened to the game I love? Where is Utami? Where is Shuri? Fuck! Like it's it's really it's really weird. Like I don't. It's not that it's a bad thing. It's just it's like who asked for this? Like he's like, so like, overpowered rich. now. It's like what the fuck, bro? Like, I don't even know about overpowered. I, I, I was because it's like if she like if she faced if she faced anybody, you'd be like, all right, she's gonna drop one of these belts off immediately, right? But. And, I, and that's also a problem. It's like, all right, I I just think that like the only the only reasonable explanation for this is she's out of here soon, and they are trying to and they're like, hey, we fucked around too long with this woman and wasted a lot of time, and now she's out the door. Let's maximize all, everything we can out of her and get her and, and get out the door and then transfer whatever she uh, this this big push into the next person that wins, whether it's Julia or a Starlight Kid or whoever. Um, I really think that's what it is. Um, but I don't, I still, I still am, um, I, there's no way she can be double champion for long. There's no way this is a, some, you know, this is something that goes past Grand Prix. She has to come off one of these belts. I, mm-hmm. I don't, this is, and this ain't just a tam thing. This is for anybody. I didn't want anybody you to be can't a double start champion. The, you, you, you can't start a Grand Prix with two belts. Like, there's too much talent on these cars for like there for there not to be a a a two two titles right like right there's just too much talent it may and it's, it's not practical right like and also like you think about that division that that, that Tam and Mina carved out of their, with their challengers over the last uh, two years like they had, it was a distinct division where it's like all right it's Mirai, it's Nasapoi, it's Starlight Kid. Um, it's Suzuki, and like those those people feel different from someone challenging for the red belt. They just do. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, I what pay per view when they, if they challenge? What when does this happen? Is Tam gonna is Tam because it has so many pay per views? Is Tam gonna defend a, each different belt every every two weeks? Like, can is she gonna die because of how she wrestles? Like, it's it's a it, this is a thing that leaves you with more questions uh, going into the future than, than than answers. And like, obviously, the answer is well, we have a tournament that'll figure some of this shit out. But it's like, I, I have more questions than the answers. I, I I don't know where this company is going right now, as far as uh its direction, its long term direction, other than like, oh, eventually it's all gonna come back to Julia in some way, some shape, or form, or whatever else <laughs> it has to. Because, but outside of that, I don't like, I don't. So I was thinking like maybe Kamatani wins the Grand Prix this year. Now I'm thinking like I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. have a good feeling on who could win the Grand Prix right now. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's it's not in jumping like out at me month. at the moment. 
I guess we'll see in like a month or whenever some of this shit gets uploaded on the super delayed schedule. But bro, it's gonna be bro. This can this delay thing cannot be going through the Grand Prix. It's already bad enough when it's like they forget the, the penultimate show before the final, and like it might it it might get uploaded like the day before the the final. We even get to the finals. Like they they gotta like figure this stuff out. And obviously, I know like a lot of uh, the delay came from the Golden Week shows. They did a shit ton of shows in Golden Week. Um, like they did seven shows in nine over the nine days, but um, they they gotta catch this up and they gotta get get this shit locked down because like when you start you know you mentioned like habit watching when you start falling behind all this stuff and then like you start seeing like you already see the spoilers online because like no one now everybody's gonna be as crazy as I am when it comes to like you know hiding spoilers all that kind of stuff away so like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of got to get this shit together as far as what they're what they're doing as far as uploads and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's been um not not bad, but it had well bad in the sense of what they did to Mina. But outside of that, like it's just a general <laughs> huh perplexing perplexing, and that's not something that you would expect. You would have expected like you know we all thought oh t- draw, and draw, then, and then yeah. Rossi even tweeted like I know a lot of people expected a draw, and he's doing one of those things like ah oh, you thought it's like. Yeah, I thought. Also thought that like Mina was gonna get a little run in this. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but that's all I got. We ran long as hell. Yeah. Um, but it's all good. Um, make sure you guys are uh, sharing the show and all that, and you know, dropping the donations and helping your boys out. Would appreciate it. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. This is the end of the show. Be sure to raise more app you're using to listen to this with. Um, if you are... Um, do we have it up? No, we don't. Uh, yeah, go to the Red Circle. Uh, donations. Uh, go to our show links in the uh, show notes in the description. Find our link to Red Circle and you can donate there. And be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Um, besides Money Trader, we have Keep It a Strong Style, the Ricky and Clyde Rushing Show, Grumman Washes Shit, the Grave Consequences Podcast, um, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Mass Generator, Get in the Ring, and Meet the Press Slam. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Dream Machine Act 2 hits streaming June 2nd. Enjoy. I'll put that up in the notes when I get it from there. Um, but yeah. Yep. Later. Peace.